When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Rev up those fryers, because I am sure hungry for one Greg Hill Show. Broadcasting from beautiful and safe Brighton, Massachusetts. Woo! It's go, 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 go time. This is... Who are you? I'm out, Greg. Pleased to meet you. The Greg Hill Morning Show. Tick, tick, boom. Starring. I'm Instagram famous. Come on, man. We go way back. You're damn right we do, Tom. You're a fraud, Greg. Greg Hill. If we get a lot of snow, climate change. No snow, climate change. Everything is climate change. My lord. Yes. How do you have a job? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I agree. Climate change. Yes, what you said. Climate change. Featuring the original spark of the Pats dynasty. Super Bowl champion Jermaine. Uh... Oh my gosh. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Wiggy. I wash somebody. You wash mine. Rub me down. Some hot balls, baby. Joined by the relationship alpha. Oh, this is going to make me sound stupid, but can't you just buy your own sex doll? Courtney Cox. I did. I did everything I was told. Everyone called me a sheep and I was buying. And accompanied by. Look at my booty in these tight pants. You you can't stuff it in your mouth if you're on the phone. Two big brains behind the glass. Ryan Hoyer, the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. Another stroke of Sweeney's. Curtis and Shime. I mean, it's easier to be a woman. All you got to do is look at OnlyFans. Yeah. And see and compare the and compare the uh, pay quality. Yeah, where's the equity in porn? Now let's get down to business. It's time to party. It's time for the Greg Hill Morning Show. Morning. Good hello, morning everybody. <laughs> hello, good morning. Good morning, everyone. Morning. Good morning, my neighbors. On Boston Sports Original. W E E I. I'm a people. W E E I. When I say Greg Hill and you say show, Greg Hill. Greg Hill. Greg Hill. Show. All right. Woo! It's go, 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 go time. Let's do games again. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Tick, tick, boom. Good morning. What's good, mate? Hey, Wiggy. What up? What up? How you doing, Courtney? I'm doing pretty well. How was your Valentine's Day, your day of love, uh, Greg? I spent it with my one true love, my my medium-sized television. Oh. I will I will apologize in advance. Uh, I got no sleep last night, but I finished the dynasty. I am done all with right. the dynasty. All wow. ten, all ten episodes. Anybody you like it? Lo- like it. Yep. The last 
three episodes are chilling. I, anybody else done? I'm not no. done. I'm no? exactly halfway through. Same. Okay. I noticed that things are trickling out. So I feel like media wise. So I feel like we should be able to talk about some things at some point on today's show. I was like, seeing direct quotes, quotes yeah, being tweeted. Yeah, and- some, like the Athletic had a piece yesterday on Tom Brady saying that, which he does say and go into detail on, that there was no way that he was ever signing uh, a new contract here at the end of things with the New England Patriots. Really? Because of your guy, Bill Belichick. Wow. So, Oh, wait, um, I was told it was Kraft. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, Robert Kraft is very, very good at, what what would you call it? Would you call it uh, uh, sitting on the fence, Curtis? Is that what you would call it? Uh, Uh, I would call it, the latest and greatest attempt to rewrite history. But yeah. but I, I honestly, I have so much respect. My lead is a pro-Bill Belichick lead, so okay. remaining your we seats. Can... But I would just say this. Robert Kraft plays this tightrope like a Walenda brother where <laughs> he's telling you in one breath he's the most powerful man in sports who single-handedly prevented Belichick from being punished while also having no power within his facility to really know what was going on. Yeah, I mean, I don't... <laughs> should we talk about stuff or should we not? Go ahead. I mean, we, should stiff. we do a poll? I mean, I mean no, I... but people are probably sitting there, and they're only going to get what one... They're only going to be parceled out one episode a week right. over the next eight weeks, starting right. tomorrow, but from Apple. So I don't know if people want... like. Robert Kraft, he basically tells you that he made a decision when it comes to the two of them. So, I mean, you know, that's, I guess, in the end, if if he's saying he had to pick one, he picked he picked one. His so. disdain for Bill Belichick, though, is apparent from jump of that documentary. Yeah. When he is talking about Drew Bledsoe mm-hmm. and uh, the whether or not he was going to start when he came back from injury uh-huh. and the conversations he had with Bill Belichick and then going back to Drew and the conversation he had with Drew, it is so apparent that Robert Kraft did not agree with nor appreciate Bill Belichick for who he was. Like, it, it, can I can I even say what he says to Drew? Like, I don't know, because don't we know. were we told no direct quotes. I think, I think we need a poll. So it's what do you Curtis, mean when he said to Drew? When he goes back to Drew after he has a conversation with Bill to say, are you going to start oh, about Tom, his decision? Or are you going to start Drew? And Bill had made his decision, and he goes to Drew and he says, basically... Uh, if I if, do if, this, if, if I do this, mm-hmm. if I tell him that you need to start, it will not be good for any of us. Right. Mm-hmm. Basically saying that Bill will hijack the entire thing. But doesn't he come off as like early, at least like, and I haven't got to, a, like I told you, after the first Super Bowl, it kind of goes downhill for me. Well, no, I, you, I, let's be <laughs> honest. You looked at the first few episodes and you were only in the first one for a couple of moments. And so then you refused to watch yeah, anything I a, else. I got a little shine, but not but as much as I like. But From your perspective, the dynasty only involves one person. That is it. <laughs> but I, I Your think- favorite part of the dynasty? Yourself. Yes. I mean, who doesn't love to see themselves? But I think the one thing that Robert did in the beginning was he allowed Bill to make the decisions that he wanted to make. Yeah. Right? So I don't really get how his, like, he might have had disdain 
with some of the decisions Bill was making, but yeah. he ref- he stepped away, and maybe that was in part because of what happened with Parcells and their communication when Parcells was in the, the show and w- some of the things that he said. And maybe it was like, all right, I kind of messed up with Parcells. I'm not yeah. going to make the same mistake with Bill. But then later on in the, the his di- in the dynasty, decides to go back to do what he did when he started with Parcells. Well, I, there will there will be a lot to talk about as every episode drops of the dynasty. So I promise that we will be careful. There is I, the question is asked, Curtis. Your question. Of uh, about Malcolm Butler is asked of Bill Belichick, and that is a wildly uncomfortable moment oh. in the dynasty. So excited for um, that. There, Robert Kraft gives you an explanation on what he, uh, how how he was told mm-hmm. that decision was made and what it was about. So there's a lot for those for those in here who haven't finished the screener copies that we were given. There's a lot to get to. Can I give a greater, sort of a general, not a specific incident, so I'm not ruining it for anybody? Check with Jackson. Jackson, Uh, how about those ratings? How are we doing, buddy? (laughs) Um, So here's where I sit this morning. America hated the Patriots unlike they've ever hated any team ever. Like, I thought in the moment of it, we did this thing on the old show where I would get writers who did things about Spygate or Deflategate inaccurately. And we called it, Dino called it Whack-A-Troll. It was very edgy. But we, there, we got all these people from national outlets, and they were just blatantly wrong and lying about the Patriots. And we'd have them on and make them, on, make them look bad, whatever. But watching back, the way on that Super Bowl forty two that the entire country was rooting against the Patriots and the way Tomasi really ruined that Super Bowl. And the second point is, I now have an understanding and appreciation of Bill Belichick and his treatment of Mac Jones, and I'm going to get to it in my lead, but I think that there's a lot of things that you see, especially the team meeting settings, where the players simultaneously despise and love Bill Belichick, and Uh, how that was different lately as opposed to when the dynasty was beginning. Yeah, I think one of the biggest questions, having finished it, that I was left with was, when exactly did Robert Kraft make the decision that he was firing Bill Belichick this season because mm-hmm. he says a lot of things about. I mean, they must have filmed this September at the latest, at the or, latest. Or, or 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 October. May I mean, I, he says a lot of things that I don't think he would have said about Bill mm-hmm. if he felt like Bill were going to remain as the head coach here. So oh. it's it's and also side note, you brought up Mac Jones, who started this ridiculous rumor. That you that the Patriots are thinking uh, about trading Mac Jones straight up for the uh, former starting quarterback of the New York Jets. I think that I was just. Like, uh, what, 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 and I think Andy Hot just t- brought up the conversation what, that, that you would, would tra- you trade? Why does no nobody wants Mac Jones and nobody wants Zach Wilson? Like who wants Zach Wilson? Well, they, I, I heard him when he filled in for Fo Yeezy. And I think his his conversation was like, would you want, like, would you be willing to, sw- which trash is better? Like, if you're <laughs> swipping up, switching out our trash yeah. for their trash. I, I would like to take all of the trash directly right. to, to the landfill right. and dispose of it in a responsible, re- recyclable manner. I, I Like, I don't want their trash. And right. I, I, 
you know, I'm saying this as a former island guy. I don't want our trash either. No. Like, Mac may go on to do some great things somewhere else. Mm-hmm. He uh, won't. Don't uh, worry. Uh, <laughs> he might. But I think don't uh, we all now know what it, what the direction is that the Patriots are going in? It looks like I, I hope so. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I especially the, with the trade rumors about Mac. It's so the the draft talk is I, I on 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 one side I enjoy talking about it. On the other side, I just want the draft to get here. Yeah. Because I I. You know, I'm just hoping- wait until we start talking about how dudes look in tights at the combine. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's also annoying because you can't even read into Field Yates's tweets anymore. Like no, he I- had a mock, and and I think he had uh, the Patriots getting Drake May. Yes, he no. did. And it's like, well, his inside scoop is no longer right. He doesn't have Bill anymore. Right. right. Or yeah. Steve. Yeah. Or right. or, or, yeah. or Steve or whoever. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Shine. Did you decide how you're going to bet when it comes to Tiger today? Uh yeah. So I have a wager on Tiger to make the cut. Um. Uh. That's just kind of like an even money bet. Um. I, I'm hoping he makes the cut. I also have a little sprinkle on Tiger to have a bogey-free first round. Ooh. Okay. Um, and uh, Tiger top forty bet as well. Okay. Well, Tiger is back in action for the first time since he left the okay. Masters. So we Tiger Tiger Woods, y'all. Speaking of Tiger, just on the Super Bowl, they did the quick Masters promo, and Tiger was the first golfer. There yeah. has never been another athlete that has been the most marketable person in their sport for the length of time Tiger has been in golf. You go back to 1997 to 2024, <laughs> and he has been the number one golfer when healthy. Yeah. In no other sport, in no other field, has there been a guy that dominated their sport in terms of the premium player for as long as Tiger Woods. Uh, what about Michael Jordan? Not the same. Not, I mean, not, you're looking at what eighty-seven to ninety-nine, so yeah. you're about thirteen years. Yeah, you're probably right. About How long that. has Tiger been done? What, what year is? Would you say ninety-seven? Would you say Brady though? Uh, 20, 20. Well, I don't know. Was he dominant the first three? Did he dominate the sport uh, the first? Tiger Tiger was, ti- the, Tiger's, was, was Tiger dominant the last five or six years? But, but Tiger started before Brady and ended after. No, but as Ty- when when has Tiger been like dominant? I mean, so, like, uh, <laughs> no. When's the last time he's been good? Well, he won the Masters five years ago. Yeah. All right, so okay. it's been no, five Curtis, years. Curtis is talking about the fact that even though he's he's not, he, you don't look at him and say he's going to win right. this tournament that starts today. Mm-hmm. He's still who they're using to promote the tournament that starts. And he's oh, going he's to the, be yeah, because he's years. the most right. marketable yeah, player. That's, I think that's right. what that's Curtis. What well, I, I, I would say hello. Yes. Yeah, but I would say LeBron. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, but no, I, he's, LeBron. Well, he said LeBron dominant. probably maybe even more because Tiger yeah. went through the uh, the yeah. the scandal. Well, when he said dominant, I I thought he meant like on in the sport, like playing the game. <laughs> I meant dominating the coverage. So like Tiger Woods oh, is then, the guy on the marquee from yeah. 1997 to 2020. Well, I would say then it would be LeBron. LeBron's okay. been on the All cover right. of Sports Illustrated since high school, right? In 2002, <laughs> Tiger started in 97. I, I don't is, remember that. This is this, you don't this, remember what this may, <laughs> Tiger. This may shock some people, but uh, uh, somebody brought up a point, and Wiggy disagrees with it. No, no, I don't uh, know I, golf, I, so I'm just trying to. I'm trying to have a conversation. Are, are He's got trying, a point, and I'm trying to say. Are you trying I, to keep it 100? No, no. Are He's saying 97. Are you trying to keep it a buck? He's saying 97, and Tiger was dominant, but. I feel like for the last six years, mm-hmm. Tiger's been, you know, relatively dealing with injuries. He hasn't been the and focal LeBron point was in of the golf. playoffs. What three years ago? Everyone called me a sheep, and I was buying. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anyway, welcome to your show. We got a lot to talk about. 
Celtics, were they up by 45 at the end of that first half last night? They were. They were up by at least 30. I was watching that while I had solo Valentine's night dinner. All right. While I took myself out to dinner last night. Uh, and they just absolutely dominated that game last night. So there's a lot to get to on the show this morning, including the leads, which are 10 minutes away. And then they said it at 7. That's a quick back and forth on what they said yesterday in sports. News with Courtney coming up at 7.30. And Mike Milbury will join us at 8.20. And we will talk Bruins hockey with Mike Milbury on today's show. And if you want to be on, you could call 617-779-7937. If it is more convenient to text or or you can do that in a safer manner. If, you, if you're not driving, then send us a text on the Subaru of New England text line, which is 37937. And here is Courtney with what is trending first thing this morning. The Rich Keefe Show, weeknights starting at 6. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Well, the Celtics kick off All-Star break with a bang. A 136-86 win over the Nets at the TD Garden. The Seas 68-32 halftime score was the largest advantage the Seas have had since January 13th of 2010. Mm. Peyton Pritchard led the way with 28 points, while uh, right behind him was, uh, was 27 with Derek White. Uh, Jalen Brown and Al Horford were both out. And Kristaps Porzingis, sorry, I just didn't write what I was supposed to write. Kristaps Porzingis hurt his ankle, leaving the game in the first half, not returning. It did seem like a sprained ankle, but Joe Mazzulla explained that after the game. Joe, uh, any update on Kristaps? Uh, uh, no, he was good. Um, so he told me he was fine. So it said that it was more of a precaution to have him sitting on the bench. Yeah. Speaking of Joe Mazzulla, that win was his 100th, so congratulations to Coach. And the Celtics team is just the third in league history to post multiple 50-point wins in a season. So good for the Celtics. The Bruins are welcoming the crack into town tonight. Puck drop is at 7. And following their Super Bowl loss, the 49ers have fired defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes. So he is out Fall guy. the job. Yep. Yeah. Big time. I mean, the defense... <laughs> Was really good, I thought. Yeah, it was most, really for most of that <laughs> Super Bowl. It was really good. So I think you might be firing the wrong guy. Yeah, but you, Kyle Shanahan isn't going anywhere. I yeah. guess you might want to fire the offense coordinator. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I, I mean, At least Kyle I, don't have to leave. But I, you might as well. <laughs> have you guys watched the mic'd up version of the coin toss and the Patrick Mahomes going back to the sideline, being like, "They won." Yeah, I, Patrick but, Mahomes is ecstatic. That they chose to take the ball. Yeah. Well, immediately yeah. after the game, the Chiefs players came out and told you that that was what they wanted all along. So it right. felt like they won the coin toss. And you right. see Juszczyk in that mic'd up version, too, saying, wait, so even if we score a touchdown, they're going to get the ball? I didn't know that. Like, they're saying that to each other on the field. <laughs> Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs parade ended in tragedy yesterday when a shooting broke out, killing one, injuring at least 20. Police have detained three individuals. Do they know that. why? Was it like was it like a terrorist attack? They don't have any information on why. Uh, they're not even saying if the three that they detained were the ones responsible for the shooting. That is what's trending. Here's Curtis with your weather. Thank you, Courtney. It is chilly this morning. I'll get my weather app right here. It is... Uh... I have Fort Myers, by the way. Right now, it's 57, Greg, in Fort Myers. Oh, 
Looking gorgeous. Looking like it's going to be in mid to upper 70s when we arrive in uh, two weeks from today. So. Less. Uh, oh, yeah. We, we, our first show will be two weeks from today, right? Uh, what day is today? Today is. Oh, no. I'm sorry. It'll be. It's less than two weeks, yeah. Curtis. Right. We need we need some kind of an advent calendar. Oh. Like an off to Florida calendar so we can rip one day off every uh, single day. Every day we do a really crazy story from Florida. Uh, we do that anyway. What, what, uh, in, in the news? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, we do. How long? Yes. For how many more years? Have we done Tiger stories or Florida news stories? Um, we'll check with Wiggy. Okay. And, uh, Should be LeBron stories. Let's get it, I, 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 I get it twisted. I didn't say it as like a like a point of contention. I just thought of it as an observation. Yeah, I know, but I didn't. You didn't really make your point on. I thought you said on the course in Tiger Sport. Uh, That's uh, all I was it saying. Might be the first time I wasn't uh, yeah, very just, good at explaining myself. Yeah, 20- tone it, bring it down a little bit so I can understand it. Because I it. thought you meant like as a player in his sport. I feel like there was a period in time where Tiger fell off. Well, he, he fell out of his car, certainly. No, um, no, but I'm talking about after the whole uh, Denny's incident, you know, when he wasn't banging uh, Denny's uh, chicks no more. He kind of <laughs> faded off. He wasn't right. winning as much. No, it's true. Uh, he had a very long uh, major drought there right. from like 07 to 2019. 22 degrees, clear skies, afternoon high of 38. Valentine's Day went yesterday for you. Your, no, not your at choice, all. Your choice of the electric light orchestra. No, not at all. Okay. I just I was in an ELO mood and yeah. I was like, this song slaps. How, how can you not be? Unbelievable catalog. They hit. Hit after hit after hit. Curtis, you know that. Banger after banger after banger. I know you're going to mock me for this, but yeah. I don't care. Uh, New York Times crossword puzzle yesterday. Emo was a clue answer. <laughs> Whoa. Hey-o. Really? Yep. I thought you were so busy parenting all the time. Like that's all oh, you no, say I, to me. I do it during. I, I do it during uh, Shime's lead. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> uh, how was your Valentine's Day, Shime? Everything. I saw a nice photo that you posted of yeah. your of your woman of yeah. your of your beloved. Yeah, it was a nice nice little day. Nothing okay. too crazy, you know. Right. Just kind of spent some time together. You enjoyed get... our new couch. It was what? great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you wear the old one out? Uh, yeah, I mean, you bit. personally, not not the two of you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Should have told me I had a couch I'm trying to get rid of two of them. I could have gave you a for free. Why don't you leave no. it outside? No, uh, no, because they're nice. Uh, is it, can, can, can no I offense, ask? the way you break in couches, I don't know that I would necessarily like <laughs> <allow> it. <laughs> I got one that hasn't even been sit on. You know, oh, damn, all right. You know how uh, people put the uh, take take this, it's free signs on things? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I feel like I've seen people recently do that with mattresses. Oh. Would you ever take a ma- or buy a used mattress from somebody or mm. sleep on a used mattress? No. Well, um, I would sleep on one, like at an Airbnb a hotel, oh, yeah. but yeah. I would uh, never buy one. You would never. N- no, you wouldn't? No. I mean, you think about how many you sleep on when you go to a hotel. I guess it doesn't matter, really. Right, yeah. so if you if you knew it was like, cleaned and yeah, everything. you know how to properly clean it. Right, yeah, because I mean... <laughs> how do you properly clean a mattress? You can't throw it in the, in the washer. Yeah, shampoo. Yeah, like the, the steamer. Yeah, but you can't get in there. 
How many hotels you sleep on? Not a lot. Not yeah. as many as Tiger Woods. You sound better, by the way. I I feel better today. Um, I went to the walk-in clinic after work oh. because near the end of the show every day, I start like coughing a lot. So uh-huh. I said, this isn't a way to live. I uh, went to the walk-in clinic. I have a sinus infection. Oh. So bacterial, not viral. That okay. would explain mm-hmm. why Santo is not sick ah, uh, despite sleeping that, next to me. Yeah. So you were calling it a cold the cold that wouldn't go away, yeah. but it was actually a sinus infection. Yes, so, so. on an antibiotic, amoxicillin, oh, clearing good. it right up. They didn't give you the Z-Pack? No, I asked. Uh, mm. Don't They don't really give it anymore. Yeah, that's my fault. I used to take that thing. As soon as I got the sniffles, I, I, had a, I had a guy. I, Wiggy, I had a, oh. a Z-Pack guy. If you can have a Z-Pack guy, now, you know you I made th- it. I think the entire country is immune to the effect of uh, Z-Packs. Uh, as an antibiotic, thanks yeah, to me. Yeah. So uh, my sincere apologies for that. I was really hoping for that. But uh, amoxicillin but seems to be working. The Z-Pack just, I mean, that thing is a mm-hmm. miracle of science. Yeah. Like, they used to give us in the league when we were sick. Really? Yeah. yeah. They just give it to you right away and yeah. boom, you're all set. Boom. Here yeah, it is. Like five days is like four pills or five yeah. pills or something like that. I mean, that, that whole Z-Pack thing uh, with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady in the dynasty is uh, amazing. <laughs> oh, did I just mention that? <laughs> I'm just going to start throwing fake things out right. from the dynasty to upset the, the Twitch people. Um, that scene of Malcolm Butler taking his pants off in <laughs> Bill's office. Oh, it's amazing. It's weird. I mean, really, did he have to sit on the desk after he did it? <laughs> There's a desk for sale if anybody wants one. <laughs> see that big offering Peyton Manning brought Tom Brady? That was pretty impressive. All right. Well, uh, we have a lot to get to on the show this morning. And in keeping with my New Year's resolution... We should probably get right to this morning's leads. This is the Greg Hill Show. Time now for the lead. Imagine me and you, I do. I think about you day and night. It's only right to think about the girl you love and hold her tight. So, so happy, happy together. together. How is the weather? I should call you up, invest a dime, and you say you belong to me. I lose my mind. Imagine how the world could be so very far. So happy together. That's the Turtles and Happy Together. Well done. What made you choose that? Uh, I would well, think that's way out of your Gen Z wheelhouse. Yeah, you know, I'm trying, like I said, trying to mix things up okay. a little bit here with the rejoins. And uh, you had criticized uh, uh, my ELO pick, thinking that I had a bad day with my girlfriend yesterday. Nope, we are very happy together mm. instead. Okay. Oh. Threw that one <laughs> okay. out there for you. Very good. Uh, always constructive, my criticism, by the way. Always. Always. Uh, and productive. Not, not meant uh, to be negative whatsoever. Nope. Uh, the leads brought to you by Northeast Electrical. Northeast Electrical, New England's full-service electrical distributor, provides electrical products and services to electrical pros all across the region. 40 locations serving the trade, or you can just go to needco.com. Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros. Hi, Shine. Hey, Greg. Good morning. Uh, so here's the deal. Uh, this one's for my man, Wiggy. I know he lo- he would love the Patriots to get good wide receiver talent. Actually, mm-hmm. to be fair, everybody would. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with it seeming more and more likely that the Patriots are going to take a quarterback with the third overall pick, 
We have to examine the different receivers that we could try and acquire. And you look at guys like T. Higgins, Mike Evans. Those are the guys that have been bandied about. Oh, God, I'm going to sneeze. Oh, that's okay. Oh, no. Yeah, he's All been right. sneezing oh, like crazy. Say watermelon. Uh, uh, anyways. Um, you probably caught Courtney's sinus infection. No, I just, uh, for whatever reason, like every once in a while, I'll just have a sneezing fit. Yeah. And I'll sneeze like 10 times. And that'll be over. Right. I, know I, to- I know what you're going to say, and it's so depressing. Anyways, uh, Are you so, talk about T. Higgins? No, I'm not. Oh, they're going to uh, franchise him. You probably, but if that's the case, I have another option for you. Go trade for Brandon Ayuk from the San Francisco 49ers. Okay, yeah, He's I see the final that. year of his uh, rookie contract here, mm-hmm. the fifth-year option, actually. They picked it up already. $14 bucks. Wouldn't cost you nearly as much as a guy like Devontae Adams or Tyree Kill. Mm. He's not quite that good, but he's a really good receiver. Two back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. And he doesn't want to be at San Francisco. Nope. After the game, or yet, uh, the day after the game, he was standing in his locker like, hey, you excited to be here for another year? He's like, nah, I don't know. His brother's on Instagram like, yep. get my bro out of here, San Francisco <laughs> ass. Like, all sides are pointing to Brandon Ayuk either wants a big contract or wants out. The Patriots can do both. Okay. Go get Brandon Ayuk. I like you got $66 million worth of cap space, uh, although... Some, like Curtis, say that's not relevant anyway. Curtis, good morning. Hey, Greg. Uh, Two things. One, uh, I don't know how you are both pro-Bill and pro-Mac. It it is very interesting. I'm not pro-Mac anymore. Okay. I I got off the island quite some time ago. But you still are defensive of him in terms of his opportunities elsewhere. Like, you still think he got done dirty here. I I do. Yes, I do. Okay, so I have a newfound respect for Bill Belichick insofar as... How he would challenge his players with things that were as or more challenging in the practice field, in the meeting room, than anything they would see on the field. That that Bill Belichick created this insanely intense competitive environment so that when players would see themselves in a clutch moment in the Super Bowl, when everything's going against you, that they had the mental fortitude to overcome it. And I, I... I think that Bill Belichick, relatively early on, saw that Mac was unable to handle that, (laughs) that he was not mentally able to overcome tough situations that were presented to him on the practice field. And Bill just said, I'm done. And you know what? I respect that. Like I, I respect the fact that Bill knows what wins and what doesn't, and that whatever it was with Mac Jones, he lacked it. And Bill said, all right, Robert, I gave you this guy. You know, we took him. I was, you know, good rookie year, all that. But there was a certain breaking point, whether it was Patricia, whether it was adversity. I don't know what it was. But Bill Belichick just said, you're not it. Like, you can't handle it. I'm not going to invest in someone that will not pay back any dividends in clutch moments down the line. Yeah, (laughs) it seems like that, you know, and I'm trying really hard not to, like, no spoilers on on the dynasty. That was no spoiling, right? No. no. Okay. Um, but it's a lot of what the way in which Bill conducts himself seems to be okay when you're winning Super Bowls. Facts. When you're not winning Super Bowls, right. then there are a lot of guys who just can't stand the way he runs the workplace. Well, it, and it, there are guys uh, like... Uh, a legendary tight end who are apparently sitting in their car not wanting to walk into the building and go to work because it's so miserable uh, if if what they're saying is accurate. Yeah. So well, it's that, I, that's, the, that's the conversation that we had, right? We even had it with Brady is Bill's coaching when it you can deal with it 
but then you get like, oh, this is kind of getting old here. Yeah. But why would he's not going to change who he is? You just got to learn to adapt to it. But some guys get to that point where they're like, uh, I can't deal with it no more. In yeah. the same breath, yeah. it was the same thing with the Patriot way. Back when they were winning and and Bill wouldn't give any information to anybody, was, well, that's the Patriot way. That's the Patriot way. That's mm. Bill, you know. That's who he is. When they're losing and he won't do it, it's like, oh, the Patriot way was a joke. It was yeah. a sham. It was <laughs> yeah. it was not Bill at all. Yeah, yeah. So. All right, Curtis, thank you. Courtney, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Uh, it was uh, a sad rest of the day yesterday after the Kansas City Chiefs parade. Um one dead, at least 20 injured, nine children uh, among those injured. I think the range was six years old to 15. Um, and I just think it's time to wake up. And I don't know what's going to do it if it wasn't going to happen in the tons of school shootings that we've seen in the last couple of years. I don't know that this is going to change anything. But a constant conversation we have after every one of these tragedies is uh, gun control. And, you know, do, do you... Will more guns fix it? There were between 800 and 900 police officers there yesterday at this parade, all trained carrying weapons. And it took three individuals that were detained, uh, you know, a span of a few minutes to injure multiple, multiple people. And I just think in America right now, the fact that a kid can't go to a championship football parade without being nervous of... (laughs) their life and uh, a terrible incident could break out is not going to help the mental health crisis in our country. It's only going to add to the anxiety, but also something needs to change. And I know Wiggy and I go back mm-hmm. and forth on, on gun control issues and, and I get Wiggy's side of the point and I love having that conversation with him. Um, but in my mind, if you're looking at this in particular and there are over 800 people that are carrying and they weren't able to control the situation and this is not on the police officers because they handled it pretty swiftly, something has to change. And in my mind, more guns is not the answer. Well, you have to do a better job of having... Pr- because if there are rumors that it was like street beef yeah that it could have been gang related then what you need to do is you got to start on where the problem uh comes from right so better programs for young kids that live in underdeveloped communities to learn and be educated and not have to go down that road because it doesn't matter about the gun policies when it when you look at it if it is gang related because most of those guns were probably illegal anyways mm-hmm. if you kind of like you start to look at it but it's really about trying to figure out having programs and understanding what some of these young kids that do join gangs are dealing with and how can we help them so they never get to that point because mm-hmm. if you look at the way societies now at the days I mean even when I was growing up when it's street beef some people just don't care, you yeah. know, and I think yeah. that's really the issue if that's kind of what the rumor is. And just quickly, the people that did tackle one of the guys who were carrying, the people that were there mm-hmm. just to celebrate the parade are heroes. Yeah, oh, like yeah, yeah. the fact that everybody is running to save their lives and those people went and tackled a guy mm-hmm. is unbelievable. All right, Courtney, thank you. Great. Now I have to have street beef for lunch. <laughs> We will get I don't to, know if you want that for lunch. <laughs> we will, 
I mean, have you ever been somewhere and have you had the courage to buy like uh, beef on a stick? Oh, from I, a, it's from, the, a, from a street vendor. It's the best. It really I love is. the sausage, the street beef sausage. I have to drop. It's, it's very good. You cannot. It's very, it's very I mean, good. seriously, you can't beat street sausages. Street. Yeah, I mean, this the street beef, the teriyaki version is mm-hmm. very good. Oh yeah. Um, but sometimes it comes with like the um, you know the salmonella or That's all right. you know, the whatever. beef empanadas, the tomain, or is, what, it, is it? that just the seasonings of the street? Because I don't know, it always tastes better. Ugh. Well, you can get yeah. You mean the salmonella? I like it. you can order it with that if you want. <laughs> yeah. Courtney, did you ever get chichi steak tips? I know. Oh, I don't God. trust a lot of meat, and the ones that are served <laughs> on the street corner are definitely oh, the sausage guy outside. The sauce- Fenway. Sausages. How do you know that they're making sure that it's cooked? You're bombed correctly? and you're hungry. <laughs> How do you know they're doing the same thing when you walk in a green leaf or wherever you're going? <laughs> Whatever, leaf. whatever the salad place. I don't know. The worst At least feeling. there, it's right in front of you. Yeah, you but they're going so fast, it. it feels like they just throw it on the grill for like a second. The worst feeling, Greg, was waking up and seeing teriyaki sauce on my sheets being like, oh, no. That's how I was with New Hong Kong. Mm. The crab rangoons from New Hong Kong got me in college. Sausages. Get your sausages right. here. I Curtis, that those. same experience happens to people apparently who are taking Ozempic. <laughs> um, all right, we are, we have got to take a break. We'll get to Wiggy's lead and to my lead coming up next. Because when you're standing oh so near, I kind of lose my mind. It's not the perfume that you wear. It's not the ribbons in your hair. At seven, they said it. That's a quick back and forth on what they said yesterday in sports. And we will talk uh, about what Travis Kelsey said uh, about uh, abusing elderly people. Uh, And then at 820 on today's show, Mike Milbury on the Boston Bruins. Tomorrow on this show, uh, I guess what we used to call on the old show, Ask the Owner. With Wick Grossbeck. Wick will join us tomorrow in advance of the NBA All-Star Weekend. And he will be on at 8.20 on tomorrow's show. But right now, the rest of today's leads. Wiggy, good morning. All right, good morning. So I think there's been a lot of conversation on how the, the Patriots should build their team. You know, everybody brings up San Francisco, right? You build your team that way. Well... Or do you build it with the quarterback? Or how do you get that Patrick Mahomes? Or how do you get that next guy? Well, I think it's simple. I think what this Super Bowl showed us is that if you can get that quarterback, you go after that guy. And if you are going to build the team, then you build it the way that the 49ers did it, then you have to be willing to spend money. They were willing to go out and get Christian McCaffrey, trade a lot to get him. They were willing to sign Trent Williams, who was one of the highest offensive linemen in the National Football League. Did they hit on a guy like George Kittle who was a fifth-round pick? Yeah, you hit on him. You maybe hit on a Debo Samuel. But when you start to really look at how do you build, you need, obviously, to stink bad enough where you could get Nick Bosa at number one (laughs) overall. Yeah. So the the whole theory of, well, the Patriots should do it the San Francisco way. Oh, the San Francisco way is they were bad for a number of year a number of years. They were able to hit on some guys. Yeah. They were able to get a guy like Nick Bosa, but they also went out and spent a bunch of money and 
they were still looking for that quarterback because they traded a bunch of picks to well, try to get up to get well, Trey Lance. I mean, all of those things should be possible here. You have the money. Yes. You got a lot of it. Cap, you have the draft pick. Cap space or otherwise. You have the high draft pick. Yep. And then you really have to hope that you're hitting in those other rounds with your other picks. I mean, yeah. I, this is this draft, wouldn't you say it's – it's probably the most important draft. Is it the most important draft the Patriots have ever had? I would say so. Yeah, at least I mean, without Bill it, Belichick, yeah, hundred percent. No, I, I mean, even I mean, with without Bill. Bill Belichick, I mean, like before. No, I'm, I'm when not, they were... I'm not, I'm, Bill Belichick's been here for twenty years, so I, I'm. I'm, I'm yeah, like, it is the second most important draft pick. The first was Bledsoe in '93. Yes. Yeah, this is the second most important. Yep. Yeah, and you got it, and you and you're hoping that. Nowadays, the way, with the way the league is, that you get the quarterback, and then you add pieces through free agency, and then hopefully you hit on one of them third, fourth round picks that turn into be a Debo or a George Kittle. All right, Wiggy, thank you very much. You got it. Two two bros from Colorado have just become the first college athletes to get scholarships to play D one cornhole. <laughs> Shine, really? What? Yeah, if you're watching on Twitch, you will be able to see Jackson with an X Remick and Gavin Heyman, who both went to Thunder Ridge High School, which is near Denver, which I would imagine must have a, some a very strong a cornhole program. <laughs> uh, and they have received their scholarships and they will play at Winthrop University in South Carolina. And I mean, listen, I, I we're all a little too late for this, but there's probably a lot of us. I mean, I fancy myself to be uh, a pretty pretty good amateur cornhole player. You have so drink, uh, drinking games are now sports. When bags when bags are in the air, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people are looking at me and they're seeing the bag go right in where the bag is supposed to go. It's pretty Shut. good. Uh, so that's why you host a cornhole tournament? Uh, that is why I host a the, not just a cornhole tournament the most legendary beach cornhole tournament that the world has ever seen. And it's happening on June 1st uh, at the Brunswick in Old Orchard Beach again this year, and it goes on sale on March 1st, so in a couple weeks. This doesn't uh, shock me. It doesn't? No. They were giving scholarships out to kids who play video games. It, and isn't Cornhole I mean, going to join the Olympics at one point? I think they play it on so, ESPN. I see it on ESPN. Uh-huh. Right, so it doesn't shock me when somebody. What's the difference between cornhole and bowling? Yeah, um, and they I, give scholarships in bowling. I mean, but the question is, like, can you play cornhole without drinking? And I'm, I'm asking, I'm asking that question honestly. So I literally I, thought that one of the rules, and this might just be made up because it's a drinking game, is that you have to have a drink in one hand <laughs> and the bag in the other. <laughs> it would seem like that. And those two guys, those two fellas, those those two bra. Bras mm-hmm. don't seem to be old enough to drink. No, so maybe just I, a soda water for them, <laughs> well, maybe, with a lime. Maybe. All right. Well, well, good for them. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I so. mean, like I told you, they're giving out scholarship for kids who sit in front of a video game all day long. Yeah. I uh, mean, they they play that in college. I, mean, opens, I didn't know that cornhole was a a college sport. I mean, it's, it is so asinine. <laughs> if we're going to take this seriously, it is the dumbest thing in the history of mankind. You're giving a free ride. Tell to me, a colleges guy? have too much money without <laughs> telling me colleges have too much. I'm going to chuck this little bag into a hole ten feet away, and I'm going to get four years of. Free it's a major thing on ESPN. They play. 
playing on ESPN, like they yeah. show cornhole events on yeah. ESPN I mean, where people are competing like, and I, I win hundreds on, of thousands of dollars. Isn't that on the Ocho though? I mean, I don't. No, I don't I've know. seen it. Like on, isn't that? Don't they have that streaming now? No, I, I mean ESPN Plus. So what's next? Is somebody gonna? Are there gonna be beer pong scholarships? Uh, I, what about I, flip cup? <laughs> oh man, if there's beer die scholarships, I might go back. I might have to go back to college. I probably really? have eligibility. Right, do you consider yourself to be a per, like an expert when it comes to beer die? Mm, no, I I consider myself pretty good. Like oh. my friends and I used really? to have a tournament every single year. What's uh, beer die? You know, you, you know who is arguably the number one beer die player in the United States of America? Who's that? Brees Hill. What is Ooh, beer that die? Doesn't yeah, what me. is it? Um, you throw uh, some dice up into the air, uh, and you have a, you have a table, uh-huh. uh, much much like you would have a pong table. Okay, shine. And then there's uh, a cup in each corner, yeah. and so if you plunk the die, you have to reach basically like a an imaginary ceiling of ten feet with your die toss. It, Please it, call them dice. It requires. <laughs> Thank it's you. a die. It's it re- one. It's one die. It's it not re- a dice. I'm re- dying right now. Listen re- to this. It requires incredible athletic ability. And I have exceptional hand eye, which is the oh, only reason I'm going to do. Yes. You know what? You think, I, I hope this Awaken 180 actually takes down some of your confidence. Yeah. No, I won't. <laughs> may May I, on behalf of Brees Hill, issue a challenge? Oh, I would love to. You v him, beer die. One on one. I've never played one on one. I like this. One match for glory. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. I'm in. Okay. Does Brees know that Shime was the captain of his high school volleyball team, though? He doesn't know. I will, I will learn. Brees did he... play college football, though, so I, I, like I there might be a bit of an athletic disparity here, but I have confidence. I'm okay with it. You, oh, you do? Oh, yeah. You do I'll have full. Curtis is right. You're, I'll get the headband. Overly, I'll be ready to go. You are overly confident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, because I know I can outdrink him. That's the key. I'm... I'm... Oh. I don't know about that. I mean, yeah, Greg. He's only a couple years removed from college. Yeah, you, I know, but you, you have been several years. Removed. I also probably weigh at the current moment, not not maybe not in June, but at the current moment, a lot more than he does. So yeah, okay. but it depends on what you drink. See, the whole out drinking, you see a lot of older people out drink younger people all the time mm-hmm. because they used to drinking liqueur, <laughs> where Shime and his his ilk are drinking uh, IPAs. Right, right. I mean, what do you? How you? How you? So you drink forty uh, yeah, of them. I mean, you've never seen. Shime pound uh, strawberry flavored IPA. I mean, yeah. really, he's, he's, uh, I've had one or two of those in my day. <laughs> I, I, I just, I just drink Idle Hands. Hey, Idle Hands is delightful. Yeah, let me see how you, you do after. Let me see how you do after a couple of you know vodkas and soda water. Or okay, some maybe, tequila. maybe, um, maybe first roadshow, first spring roadshow. Still, you, you versus Brees. Right. Dial it up. Uh, one for one. Beer die championship for glory. Because I want to see this game. Is it like four cups or is it one cup? Yeah, so it's it's normally two teams of two, so there's four cups, one in each corner of the table. You and your partner would basically split the table in half and you're playing defense. And so when you toss that die up, it has to hit the table and you have to catch it and make sure it does not hit the ground. And because it's square hitting a flat table, Mm -hmm. it takes crazy bounces sometimes. Uh, And so it's difficult. And then if you plunk, you uh, get extra points and you get to sign the table. Maybe Wiggy and I will be uh, either. You guys can choose either one of us as your partners. And we'll and we'll participate on the on the D side. And I want Wiggy. No and, offense. And Courtney and I will do the play by play. Yeah, you be with your son. I want Wiggy. I'm a hell of a whoa, whoa, whoa. dice Why? player. Why? Because I'm a dice player. Because well, he's a former professional athlete. No, no, no. no. <laughs> we but shoot I, with with. If I had had better coaching, I would have made it professional. But on Greg the, on the on the hoop side of things. Yeah, but did you see the snow game? He yeah, has great hands. One. No offense. You have small hands. He has great hands. Greg, one of my things throughout my whole life is I have always been an unbelievable dice player, street oh, really? dice player. So street I, dice? I know how to make them things yeah. snap. Okay. But, I mean, it might not help me in the, the die okay. game. Okay. We got to take a break. 
We will get to they said it a quick back and forth on what they said yesterday in sports next. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Well, though they are a little bit bruised and battered, Curtis and the rest of the local weather smokes have gotten themselves up and dusted themselves off, and they are predicting that there is some kind of a banger of a weather event occurring this evening. So heads up on that. Uh, Looks like, uh, I don't know if you believe these people anymore, Curtis, no disrespect, but uh, maybe an inch or more in the city and then north and west uh, could be three to six or whatever the number is. We'll get nothing. I I don't know. It's like the boy who cried wolf. Now you just, you can't believe them. Yeah. So um, we are going to get to Courtney and the news coming up at 730 and then Mike Milbury will join us, and we will talk Bruins at 8.20 on this morning show. But right now, time for this. It's time for... Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Would not say that I'm Mona Lisa Vito of the football world. They... They want you to cook the dinner. At least they ought to let you shop for some of the groceries. Set it. Wake up to Del Mondino and have me face him. Maybe I'll drill him in the eye. They said it. Brought to you by AAA Work Trucks. Take the work out of your next work truck. AAAWorkTrucks.com. I'm just going to say it. Okay, time for a quick back and forth on what they said yesterday in sports. And where do you want to start this morning, Shine? Well, Greg, let's begin with Travis and Jason Kelsey on their New Heights podcast talking about the incident between Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid and the, as you call it, the roid rage bump that Travis Kelsey gave to Andy (laughs) Reid. Here was their back and forth about that. The broadcast showed you having a heated exchange with Coach Reed. <laughs> so heated. People are all over this. I mean, I get it. You cross the line. I think we can both agree on that. I can't get that fired up to the point where I'm bumping Coach and it's getting him off balance and stuff. I mean, let's be honest. The, the yelling in his face, too, is over the top. I think there's better ways to handle this. I love Coach Reed. Coach Reed knows how much I'd love to play for him. I'm not playing for anybody else but Big Red. If he calls it quits this year, I'm, I'm out there with him, man. He ain't calling it quits. Come on now. He's not. I immediately wish I would have took a back. Coach Reed actually came right up to me after that, and he just let him know, hey, man, I love your passion. I got cameras on me all over the place, man. He's letting you know not, not to be like that. Just fired me up even more to go out there and get it. 
victory for him, man. Big Red, sorry if I uh, caught you with that cheap shot, baby. But damn, I love winning with you. You gotta have your head on a swivel, because next time he gets fired up at you, he's coming hot at you. You know that. Oh yeah, I deserve it. If he would have cold cocked me in the face right there, I would have just ate it and just been like, yeah, let's f***ing go. I'm not trying to make this situation acceptable, but this is what happens when you have highly motivated, passionate individuals. This doesn't happen if you and Andy aren't as close as you are. Oh, That's what nobody God. knows. The reason this happens is because you two love each other so much and respect each other so much that you feel open enough to have an interaction like this. Oh, (laughs) I am so Kelsey'd out, Uh, and that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So only competitive people nearly throw their coach to the ground? Like, like Gronk didn't want to win because he never belly-bumped Josh McDaniels? (laughs) I kind of tend to agree with them i think this is getting overblown oh i like it's it's different like andy reed has a very different relationship with his players than someone like bill belichick and so i I think that a situation like this is just is is being way overblown what what different relationship he's a simp no he toes the line of being friends with them as well as being their coach and not just being a pushover whereas bill was just authoritarian and, and a head coach yeah, but there's a lot of coaches that are friends with players or have at least look like they have that relationship, whether it's a Mike McDaniel. You don't see Tyreek Hill running up on Mike I McDaniel think, and pushing I him. I think you'd be hard-pressed in the entire history of the NFL right. to find an incident of a player shoving his coach. You would I, find like, you would find a player and a coach like a Billy O. Brady thing where they have a heated exchange. Yes. And then maybe it gets to the point where both in the player and the coach take it a little bit too far far and get in each other's face and there might be a little grabbing a tug and a pushing that way. That's a, that's all you'll get. But it, this wasn't that. This was one guy in Travis Kelsey running over and showing his frustration of not getting the football in a way of like kind of crossing that line and running up and bumping into Andy Reid where I can understand if you come off the field and you're yelling at MF and Andy Reid out the you know out the wazoo because you're frustrated you're not getting the ball and just walk past them. It, I I agree with Shine that it's getting blown out of proportion, but I think that Jason Kelsey lost me where he said, you know, this just shows how passionate you guys are about the game, and that's an issue, especially when it comes to the younger generation who are like, oh well, if I, I'm really passionate about the game, so I got to show my passion, and that's not the way to show passion. I, there are plenty of uh, of athletes on the field every Sunday who do not take out their passion or show their passion in a physical manner to their head coach. Yeah, you guys just make it sound like he's, like, assaulting the guy. No, yeah. He bumped into him. I thought we used to – I mean, I know I'm old now. I'm 40. But when I was a kid, we celebrated keeping composure and people that, when everything was crazy around them, maintained their understanding of the moment. And this is the latest and greatest example of the Chiefs having no rules apply to them. If that's LeBron James or Tom Brady going after their coach – it is literally like Stephen A. Smith's doing a segment. Should Tom Brady be in jail? Like, yeah. there's literally that it's kind so of a weird. reaction. It's so hypocritical, though, coming from you guys who are constantly calling this generation soft. Yeah, I don't like, mind it's, like, the it's, 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 Are we yeah, soft? Yeah, you're soft if you have to attack your coach. He didn't attack his coach, of Curtis. He, did. he bumped into him. Like, oh, he's he not, like, wait, you're wait, making so it was... sound like he came over and punched him in the face. He shoved him. He didn't shove him. His he arms did. are down by his side. He bumped him and nearly knocked <laughs> like, him over. What are you over. talking about? Okay, he bumped. What's the difference? 
Chime, he got physical with his head coach, mm. not because as his brother That's is That's what trying, you call physical, Greg? Not, Come on. His brother is trying to spin it as if it shows great team attitude. He was pissed that he wasn't in there and that his teammate, Noah Gray, missed the block. And so what he is saying is, I'm better than him. Get that scrabine out of there mm-hmm. and get me in there. Yeah. I want the time. Yeah, in that- the Super Bowl, and he wants to win. Yes, okay. Uh, okay. Right, so the All people right. that didn't shove their coach don't want to win? I'm just, uh, that's just how he shows his emotion. Yeah, but no, that's when he, no, 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 that's when he lost his emotion. And it's no, not that's him wish. showing his emotion. Shime, no, Shime, no, listen, Shime, listen, I don't mind the emotion of yelling at your coach because you feel like you should be in the game. Mm-hmm. I don't even mind you cussing him out. I do. I, I mean, that's a, just the it's nature. The great, it's the greatest team sport. Right. Your role is your role. Whatever no, no, it ends so up being. so hypocritical. You guys always, you guys are always saying that, oh, the younger generation no, no, is no, soft. No, 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 Shime. soft. Shime, I don't let you, but a, see, Shime, you're missing the point. No, like, I'm the not. Fr- the frustration, the yelling, the MFing each other, I don't mind that. That's part of the game. Yeah. It happens all the time. But when you approach somebody and you get physical or you bump them, Right? Even if he chest bumped him, like he walked over and bumped his chest, which got into his airspace, then that's when, as a player or as a coach, you're crossing the line. If we're back and forth and spits flying out of our mouth and I'm MFing you because you're not getting me the football. Well, it it is is a big deal, Shine, because there was another player who went in and pulled him away. If it wasn't a big deal, the other players wouldn't get involved. (laughs) Or neither one of these guys are upset about it. Neither one, like, he he says he apologized right away. Adrian's like, hey, just so you know, there's cameras on me. I don't really give a crap, but just so you know, there's cameras on me. He didn't even go over, Andy Reid didn't even go over and tell him that it was, like, wrong. He's just like, yeah, there's cameras on me. Heads up. How would you have felt? If on Tuesday, Curtis had gotten physical with Jackson when uh, Jackson was unable to get the WEI Storm Center on Zoom. Yeah, we don't play in the Super Bowl or play football <laughs> in, in an adrenaline, okay. adrenaline pumped sport. Yeah, but I played Adrenaline's a, pumping. I played a ton of football. I've been around a ton of football at every level. And there's just, a, like, whether it's a coach or a player – there's a line you don't cross. Yeah, there will be times in practices you get into altercations or whatever, and that's kind of the next that's player to player, right? Oh, and I've seen it, but I've seen it with players and coaches, right? You Two guys, Greg. I've seen it with players and coaches where they're yeah. pushing each other. I don't somebody, mind that. There was somebody here a couple of years ago who uh, was uh, literally fighting in the parking lot. Was uh, who was that? It was a coach, a Patriots coach, a couple of years ago. Come on, somebody remind me about that. I don't know. We talk, in the parking lot? Yes. Really? No, but go ahead. Anyway. No, but I, I, I get I get that point, but that's two guys going back and forth at each other. You're here's Andy Reid going over his script, and Travis comes over like it looked like Andy Reid said something about his mama. And the way Travis came over and kind of gave him that little chest bump, who the guy's almost 70. Travis is 32. It's just, in that moment, it was a bad look on Travis Kelsey's part. If you lose your composure, you do not want to win more. You are showing that you are unable to maintain your emotions when something goes wrong. And, And to say that in some way... 
Travis Kelsey just wanted to win, or he represents the next generation caring, and that's what the old heads want, is so laughably absurd. The old heads want you to try and do the right thing and not blame others or cause a ruckus when things don't go your yeah, way Curtis, like you're not, a child. Not everyone's Tom Brady, and not everyone's the coolest man on the planet. So, like, sometimes, so how sometimes many people's the emotions get right. the better how many, of them. How many players are on the Chiefs? I, I don't fifty three, so, fifty four, whatever. So fifty three were were okay, but Travis Kelsey. Came. No, but it happens in sports. Sean, I get it. Buddy Ryan got into a fist Wiggy, fight with Wiggy, somebody just, on the sideline. We're not talking about the fact like that Milbury beat up a guy sports. with a shoe. Uh-huh. We're talking about this particular incident right. and what a d bag Travis Kelsey is. It's about him. you guys make it sound yeah, like he was, he like it was all about this him. guy. It was all about I put me in there. I'm better than my teammate. Because I'm he better. is. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Okay, but that's Andy Reid's decision to make, not his. Yeah, but and see, he's Greg, you're arguing a different thing. It's, it's the exact same thing as the receiver demanding the ball or Michael right. Jordan being like, give me the ball in the final minutes of the game. You wouldn't be mad about that. He's going over to Andy Reid and being like, put me in the damn game. Why is that scrub like, in the okay, game? If, right, if he we're, doesn't we're so, wait, Stop. We're just so far behind and everybody's talking over everybody. So I, I, I huh? can't. I, we, well, we're going to have to continue. They said it coming up. All right, we'll continue to the rest of they said it. But it's an interesting point to discuss. Mm-hmm. See, everybody wants to weigh in on it. Walter, Rich, uh, uh, everybody. Kevin. Uh, so can we do that after we get to Courtney and what is trending? Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by Subaru of New England. The Celtics start all-star break with a bang. A 136-86 win over the Nets at the TD Garden. The C's 68-32 halftime score was the largest advantage the C's have had since January 13, 2010. Peyton Pritchard led the way with 28 points, while Derek White was right behind him with 27. Jalen Brown and Al Horford were both out, and Kristaps Porzingis hurt his ankle. It seemed like a sprained ankle. He sat the rest of the game, but Joe Mazzulla said it was just precautionary. Speaking of Joe Mazzulla, that win was his 100th, so congratulations to Coach. And the Celtics team just uh, is the third in the league to post multiple 50-point wins in a single season. The Bruins are welcoming the crack into town tonight. Puck drop is at 7, and following their Super Bowl loss, the 49ers have fired defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes. The Subaru of New England Washington birthday sales event lasts all month long. Feel the freedom of a 2024 Subaru with symmetrical all-wheel drive. Subaru of New England.com. That's what's trending. Here's Curtis with your weather. 23 degrees, sunny skies, afternoon high of 38. Me thinks that the attention on Mr. and Mrs. Swift is getting to that man's head. Oh, please. If you would like you want to hear the most important part of that audio, mm-hmm. which tells you exactly who Travis Kelsey is? Shine, do you have that for me? Hey, man, I love your passion. I got cameras on me all over the place, man. Yeah, okay, yeah, I got cameras on me all over the place. All over the place. That's what he's saying that's Andy Reid said to him. Andy Reid said that to him? That's yes, what that's he said. what he said. All he right. said Andy Reid walked over to me at, right after it happened, and he said, hey, man, I love your passion, but there's cameras all over me. All right, never mind. I, I want to uh, use a Courtney <laughs> word. I think Travis Kelsey is a douche canoe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we will be right back.
momentarily, Courtney, with today's news. And then at 8.20, Mike Milbury on the Boston Bruins. Tomorrow on this show, the owner of the Boston Celtics, Wick Grosbeck, at 8.20 in advance of NBA All-Star Weekend. And I have had it up to my soon-to-be plastic surgery-altered neck. Mm. with those questioning my sports credibility, Curtis. Uh, What is Greg talking about? No Patriots player ever fought a coach. Uh, It was, I believe, Mm -hmm. Michael Bennett. Yep. uh, Was it not? Who who was released, and everybody wondered why. Uh And it was because he got into a fist fight uh, with whoever. Brett Bielema. Correct. The Thank D-line you. coach at the time. Thank you, Wiggy. I completely forgot about that. Thank you. Where they had that altercation, and I believe it was in the meeting room. Uh-huh. So, and, you know, they never really gave us details, right. but they ended and up suspending. Dude, dude was gone. Yep, like, susp- you don't do it. They suspended him, and then they ended up cutting him. Yes. That memory is still sharp, Greg. Thank you, Courtney. Still sharp. Some try to age shame me and say I can't remember what I had for breakfast. <laughs> Both job. Both breakfasts, by the way. Uh, Greg, yes. I have an idea for you. Uh-huh. If you're interested in free sandwiches, yes. if you change your name to Subway, you'll be able to get free subs for life. <laughs> I haven't heard about that yet. Yep, it's quite the deal. <laughs> uh, this is Rich in the truck. Hello, Rich. Hey, how's it going, guys, today? What's up? Well, Shimey and Curtis, I think you both got a point to be uh, accurate here. I think that Chad's right and that you guys are overflowing it and that... You know, guys just are emotional. And to prove my point to you, Curtis, that he is right, is if you are one of those people that loves Tom Brady like you do, how did you feel about Tom Brady running up to other guys, taking his helmet and slamming it into their head when they were when they were celebrating touchdowns? It's the same damn thing. And actually, he could have taken someone out of the game by doing that, by inadvertently giving him a concussion. Oh. Torn out. What? That's a Jackson lead. That's a, that, is a, that was a Jackson lead. Yeah. I, I don't think that Travis Kelsey was celebrating the team fumbling. <laughs> no, but I think the biggest thing with the Travis Kelsey, the difference is, is that Andy Reid wasn't aware of what was going on. So, and when he bumps him, he's not aware of it. And that's why it looks so bad. Like, if you have, we, they put up on Twitch when Brady and Josh McDaniels were doing it. Billy O'Brien. Uh, no, there was another one with uh, oh, Josh sorry. McDaniels where Brady just walks by him and, and is, you know, yelling and screaming at him. Yeah. Like, that's all Travis Kelsey had to do. Yeah, you can see it right now. Like, watch um, how he just kind of walks by and he yeah. just yells like he at gets him. right in yeah. his grill. Like, yeah. what? Like, yes. No, that's okay, but he's not shoving right. him. Yeah. He, Travis Kelsey didn't shove him. Oh, yeah, right. he did, Shime. He no, he didn't. Him. His hands were on Shime. No, it was a chest time. bump. Yeah. It was a and chest bump. Yeah, okay, a chest bump. Listen, Sorry. it's clearly an old head thing, but it's it's just it's simple respect. Like, you respect your boss. Like, you don't get physical with your boss because he doesn't have you in the game and you think you're better than the tight end that's in there. But he like, is better. Okay. But again, Shime, that is the other people trying to do things. There is a very big difference between me running around and screaming at you and chest bumping you than it is Andy Reid playing football in the Super Bowl. No, there it's is a, really not. Yes, it no, is. No, it isn't. It is a because massive, if like, no, no, if, massive difference. When Curtis and I get in, get, got into our little thing or we get into it, if I <laughs> went up. talking about the science? Well, whatever, yeah. whatever situation. <laughs> right. If I went up to him and like. Shoved him? 
and like not even shoved him, but physically got in his airspace. Yeah. And then like bumped him like a chest bump, like, you know what? Hey, that would be viewed as being wrong. Now, if him it would and I, be celebrated by thousands of listeners. No, no, I know, but I would probably be there would probably be a lawsuit coming nope, my way. No lawsuit. I just but, would appreciate some space. But if it's two people like the Billy Curtis would sue right away. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh right away. Oh, He'd be wait, on- wait, who's the son of a lawyer? <laughs> God Greg, the hypocrisy is unbelievable. But if it was like the Billy I'm gonna sue your ass. <laughs> But no, correction, John Curtis is going to sue your ass. Okay. John Curtis already owns the company now. (laughs) But if it was like the the Billy O'Brady thing and Curtis was right back in my face and we bumped a little bit, I don't think it's a big deal because we're both in that moment. But once one guy is kind of like not in that moment where he's kind of like, all right, I'm doing something else, it looks like. It just looks bad on Travis. You you bump. I don't disagree. It's a you bad bump the sixty six year old like man. The guy. If he almost went down, he literally yeah, uh, he Andy Reid almost went down yeah. and could have broken him because hip. it's like weebles. They they wobble, but they don't go down. <laughs> That's like me. <laughs> this is this is Walter from Boston. Hey, Walter. Hey. Guys, we got to keep the same energy because you remember, I, I agree that was wrong, but you remember early in the season when Travis Kelsey threw his helmet on the sideline, Reed walks over to him and goes, bow with his shoulder. It just isn't a push. He moves Travis Kelsey, and Travis Kelsey's <laughs> a big guy. Go, but you can pull it up on the thing. Reed, yeah. Reed is he's, he's pitching a fit on the sidelines, and Reed goes out of his way to watch over to him and goes, bang with his shoulder. Yeah. And nobody's saying nothing about that. So they might have that kind of relationship, guys. Have Maybe. a good day. I have to look at that. I forget what game that was, but yeah, I remember I that. I think that was the Christmas game against the Vegas Raiders. All right. I Maybe remember. they do. Maybe they have that kind of relationship. Yeah, it looked like Andy Reid totally anticipated it. <laughs> yeah, and after the fact, he's laughing about it. He doesn't care. <laughs> Why would Andy Reid exacerbate the situation by making it seem like he was actually pissed? Are you that simple-minded? Of course they're going to say it's no big deal. It's something they deal with in-house. Like, Andy Reid has nothing to gain by publicly admonishing Travis Kelsey for doing something the whole world saw. There's nothing that he gains from that. He wants Kelsey on the team. Kelsey wants Reed as his coach. They deal with it and they move on, but that doesn't excuse it in the moment. My guess is now, having watched uh, all 10 episodes of the Dynasty, and uh, in particular, the Malcolm Butler episode, my guess is that that, if that were Bill, Super Mm -hmm. Bowl or not, Travis Kelsey wouldn't have played right or wrong. Travis Kelsey wouldn't have played for the rest of the game. Yeah, Bill Bill would be petty in that in that sense. But that's the difference between Bill and Andy Reid. And again, that well, could go petty back. Petty or he has actual convictions when well, it Bill's comes Bill's a bit to, petty. Uh, maybe. But, yeah. But you would call that petty? Well, I think in a game like that is benching Travis Kelsey regardless of what he does. So somebody who works for you. Yep. Um, who you and you're in charge of not only them but the entire team. Mm-hmm. They can do whatever they want at any time. And get just because they're Travis Kelsey, they can get physical with you. They can... Uh, whine about how much playing time they're getting. They can do it. That's fine. And I don't think it's right, but I think it's if, petty if you actually discipline them. No, I, I, I don't. Was the Welker thing petty? It was I, petty to me. I don't think it's right, but I think if Kansas City had lost that football game and Travis Kelsey was benched after that, mm-hmm. then uh, I think Kansas City fans and media members would be uh, talking about this in particular, this this situation in particular, much differently yeah, than we funny, are today. It's funny that everyone says he like he he lost all composure and stuff, and yet. 
in the second half went out and had uh, eight catches for like 90 yards. What are you talking about? Of course you can lose composure in the moment, and then after an hour-long halftime show, you come out in the second half and you play different. So, um, yeah, but I, just totally, he's just totally unhinged, totally unraveled, but yet had one catch for one yard in the first half and right. comes out even better after the incident right. and absolutely pops Sean, up. Sean, I, like, I agree with your point on that part of like, like Travis is upset where he's the better player and he feels like a you should be and I don't and I don't think it had anything to do with Noah Noah um, Gray being on the field blocking. I think it's Travis going. I'm the best player on this team. Get me the damn ball and I don't have. Why a, do you think he's acting like that? Because he's frustrated. He's not getting the ball. Uh, and uh, and your uh, point. I start, my, my point. I agree with your point. He the pressure of dating Taylor Swift. He wants to prove to everybody because all eyes are on him. So Travis has to have a good game. Uh-huh. Cuz if he doesn't, yep. when they go to Taylor Swift in the booth, it looks bad. Uh-huh. So I believe that. You yep. right about that. You right. That's that- it. His woman was there. And he needs to be dominant in front of his woman. Right. That's what it was about. And his woman is an absolute megastar and if he's not dominant, then he knows he's going to get it because he's dated plenty of women before her, and we've never seen these outbursts. And I would say this, Craig. I hate to do this to you, uh-huh. but you can't say it's a PR stunt if he's that in love with her that he loses his mind <laughs> no, on the you're sideline. Probably, you're probably right about well, that. Well, he's not in love with her. Uh-huh. He knows the moment oh, okay. is going to highlight how poor he's playing, mm-hmm. and that's not a good look for the basically Taylor Swift's boyfriend because he's no longer Travis Kelsey. He's now just Taylor Swift's boyfriend. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that has to be a lot of pressure to just be, you know, it's like Stedman. Yeah. How much pressure do you have when you date somebody of that status? Well, can I just <laughs> provide an answer for somebody in the Twitch chat? Maine 2022. I am not being paid. I wish I was being paid by Apple. I'm not being paid by Apple to promote the dynasty. And I have gone back and forth over the last 48 hours about whether we should say anything about her or not. I, 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 we should have a poll because it's extraordinary television. It is 10 times better from my perspective than The Last Dance. And so I want you to know about it. I mean, there's some extraordinary things that are talked about that have never been talked about before. But that, like every other media outlet, is reporting on it. The Athletic is mm. reporting, reported yesterday that Tom Brady didn't want, he wouldn't have accepted a new contract here. I, that, I'm sorry. But I don't think you could talk about it. I'm sorry, that's, new, that's news. Yeah. I'm sorry. To speak I, on behalf of the Twitchers, yeah. my, my pride and joy, mm-hmm. um, they would like uh, the ability to watch the first two. Okay. We'll talk about it Monday then. Yes. Well, And we shouldn't mention anything. That, well, that, that, so that becomes it. the hard part because you're able to see every episode now, just like the last dance, they got to wait. After the first two, they gotta wait once a week to get yeah. this. And you've already you've already finished. It's I hard to know. bite your tongue because it, it is so good. But I think uh, we can we could talk about how great it is. Yeah. Well, what is that? Well, yes, it's great. I mean, uh, right? But yeah, yeah we want to talk about details. I, mean, there's, there's <laughs> I know. I, I'm just speaking on behalf of the people that haven't had the opportunity I, to watch. And, it. The, and they think, probably I want think the details. Really appreciate that. Yeah, they're probably pissed because they're getting details, and they're like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 wait! I want to see this thing. Hold on, stop talking." This is not about the documentary. It is. I literally didn't watch Super Bowl 42 ever. Like, I haven't gone back to it. But the second I see a highlight of the Tyree catch, I just change the channel. I'm scarred for life. 
I had no idea. I must have blacked out. Probably was blacked out. That pass to Randy Moss mm-hmm. that would have put them in field goal range with ten seconds left after the Giants had the go ahead touchdown to Plaxico Burris. How close that was to being a catch! Oh yeah. Oh my God! I was so enraged again. It hit his fingertips. I I don't know why I forgot about that. As I said, I don't know how I blacked that out, but that was well. He should have. Oh, and um, Randy Moss is great in it. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you that. Oh. Thanks, um, Greg. He's excellent. Moss is in it. Yeah. Wes not. Wes Wes Welker's in it. What? Wait do you hear? Wait do you hear what Wes Welker said? To Tom Brady mm. about the way Bill Belichick treated him. They didn't even win a Super Bowl. At least uh-huh. I won one. Mike Vrabel. <laughs> I mean, God, he's hey. electric. Uh, Mike Vrabel. When yeah. was Mike Vrabel in it? Uh, when they were talking about trash talking Tom Brady during practice. Was that the only time he was in it? Yeah, that was uh, one of the. It was hilarious. Yeah, he said Tom can handle it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it's it's. I, I don't want to say anything about it, but it's great. Greg, but, can I make a suggestion to you? Yes, I think. What would be amazing for our YouTube page and our Instagram feed is if you did ASMR videos. You think so? You got a really good whisper voice. It's actually, am, it's actually very appealing. I like I, it. I also am excellent at crinkling papers. Oh, yeah. I do Ooh, that frequently, true. and it really bothers people. It's an old habit that I have from the old show. So I could just do... Some people some people fall asleep to this. Mm. Do they? Yeah. Danielle need... used to... She used to only be able to fall asleep if someone was on a tape that she was playing, crinkling papers. We need to get you one of those microphones that you can uh, use your fingers and like run through it. That's my favorite. It oh, literally like feels like they it? have their hands in your head massaging your brain. Okay, that's so weird. Oh, it feels like so that? good listening. Does Santo like it? Yeah. He does? Yeah. Do you think he really does? Or well, do you think he just is, you know, he's putting up with it because you're his wife? Yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't think, I like, I could fall asleep anywhere. I don't right. need, I don't need anybody t- whispering. I don't need, can we do you don't a need weekly, like, I don't need cat noises. I don't need waterfalls. Uh, like, I, I can just fall asleep. So do you sleep to that every night? Like I, waterfalls? Well, I, and, I sleep to brown noise. What's which brown? Is a, it's a deeper uh, but like, tone than white noise. Like that? Yeah. It's a bougier white noise. No, it's not bougier. It's but just... but you you like you 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 fall asleep to some type of noise every yeah. night. Yeah. Like a yes. Greg, I have an idea for a segment. Yeah, yeah. Santo's real feelings on things he tells Courtney he likes. Sure. We have open Was he happy with Valentine's Day? What did you get him? I got him his uh a different, uh, a few different versions of his favorite candy. Bag of that. <laughs> What's his favorite candy? Reese's. Oh, right. so I got I him like regular Reese's. Reese's, but then you know, there's there's different types of Reese's. The, so. uh, developing hot take: the white chocolate Reese's are the best ones. Oh, interesting! Ooh, I've, I've never, never had tried them. those. You haven't? Love no. white chocolate. Oh, they're fantastic. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, no, we had a great Valentine's Day. Okay. Phenomenal. Uh, so that's all you got him was candy. Yeah, and a what nice card. Get, what did he get you? Got me flowers, roses, okay. and he got me a new PJ set Oh, for my favorite PJ brand. <laughs> yep. The poor guy. What? What do you think he spent? 150 bucks? Well, what did you on spend? The PJs, 10 bucks probably. on Reese's? No, I, I spent mean, more than 10 bucks, and I, I got mean, a very could... nice card. <laughs> so $6. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, we got to take a break. We will get to Courtney <laughs> and today's news coming up next.
Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. It's time for... It's a piercing sound. It's pop, 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 pop. The news. I can't sit on the deck. I haven't sat on the deck in two years. With your host, Courtney Cox. This is a sicko. The news is sponsored by Northeast Men's Health. The experts in men's sexual health with four locations, including their newest in Woburn, with appointments as early as 7 a.m. Visit northeastmenshealth.com for more. It's Uh-oh. just constantly dripping. On WEEI. The shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs Championship Parade has left one dead and at least 20 injured. Uh, There are reports out that the one dead was a radio personality, Lisa Lopez Galvin. Uh, Mm. Here's Kansas City Police Chief Stacey Graves. We have confirmed there is uh, one deceased person. Our gunshot wound total has went up to 22. We're still working on a total number of victims. This is still an active investigation. Immediately, officers responded to the area, took two people into custody, and also immediately rendered life-sustaining aid to those victims. And it sounds like when they're describing it, I guess we don't know yet, but they're saying that they were those individuals were caught in the crossfire. Mm. Sounds like there was some sort of an incident going on between two groups, two, two groups or something. Right? Is, yeah. Yeah. So, I I don't yeah. know, and I and I also there the way they described it in the beginning was you know after the parade had wrapped up, but yeah. it does seem like the players, staff, mm-hmm. owners were mm-hmm. still on site. They had not yeah. left yet. There was one teen 
who talked about how Andy Reid was comforting him, hugging him. Oh, really? Yeah. In, in saying, like, are you okay? Are you okay? Deep breaths. I mean, I'm guessing that at that point, Travis Kelsey was full blackout. I don't know. Oh, if yeah. You, uh, oh. He probably didn't even know we, what was going do we, on. Do we, uh, he apparently started early. I don't know if we haven't. Do we have any of his performance of, uh, of Garth Brooks? Uh, you know this song, Sing Along. Blame it all on my roots. I showed up in boots. And ruin the Niners affair. The last one to know. We were the last one to show. We were the last ones they thought they'd see there. And I saw the surprise. That fear in their eyes. They went, took that glass of champagne. Pat, Pat took that glass of champagne, I promise you. When I took, and I toasted you. Honey, we do what I never. What? I got friends in those places. <laughs> Take him out of his yeah. misery. He, he went full on uh, Will Farrell from old school, didn't he? Yeah. I'm surprised he'd say, we're going streaking. There was an older staff member standing at the front of the stage as well, and he's the one who finally, like, takes the microphone away. Uh, and then Travis up. just disappears into the crowd of players. That, that was like Brady-level sauced up after the Tampa Super Bowl without the microphone. He definitely needed help out that of re- That also reminds me of Brett Hull after the Bruins lost to the Blues singing Gloria, oh, yeah. which was one of my all-time. My favorite yeah, that is, yeah, That's great. Glory, audience. Gloria, Gloria, Gloria. I think I got your number, Gloria. There's your, your emergency top five of uh, athletes who completely got, you know, ish faced at a parade or an event. What is, speaking of emergency top five, I'll ask the room, what is your number one best? Uh, parade here in the history of all the glory uh, of this of this region. I mean, yeah. obviously, oh one because I was part yeah, of it. Yeah, you're kind of biased. Yeah, I was part I, of it. You know what? Sne- what was sneaky good was that Red Sox. The one that was on a Saturday. The Reds. The uh, the Red Sox. The 0-4 was that, one was, was the that, weekend. That was that was sneaky good. Yeah, you know, I mean uh, that was the longest one. That was like that was where Pedro got hit by a baseball. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. last Red Sox parade was pretty good. That was my favorite, but I think it was my favorite more for uh, career wise. Yeah, um, wasn't the biggest. I had a mutt face on the on the boat that I was on, and it got on the TV. <laughs> it was the highlight of my life. Wasn't the biggest though? Like I guess the introduction into it was the Celtics parade. What was that? Well, that was a lot. You were talking about when Larry Bird yeah, said when Bird won. Moses Malone can eat S. Yes. Yeah, that was, was that 86? Like, that was like when I was in high school. Yeah. But that was I like mean, really the introduction to yeah. because wasn't that, that was like it wasn't a parade though it was just City Hall Plaza. Oh, uh, okay, so yeah. it was because it, it, it looked no, there packed. Was no, there were no duck boats then. Uh, that was pre-duck boat. Oh, uh, okay, that but, was. Uh, and the Bruins, the uh, Bruins one was pretty good because uh, they did that whole thing at over on Causeway Street first with everybody talking and stuff. Which I thought was really good. I felt like they missed a little bit when they don't finish at City Hall and then speak. Yeah, yeah. they also miss it when they aren't putting the duck boats in the water anymore. Put them back in the water. What, what do you mean? What do you mean? Well, because the duck boats used to go into the Charles, 
And then they stopped doing that because people were throwing jump- things at them. Well, and jumping yeah. into the water. Yeah. But well, like what? So you. I want- liked it more when. You it- do? You like the water part? Yeah. Oh. Do you get a good, like, seat of it? I like when they no, finish it. I, I think at- it looks cool when you're. Oh. It's different than any other parade. I like besides, when they- like, the- how Tampa had them in the ocean. I thought it was cool that the duck boats actually went in the water. Yeah. Okay. I like when they Wait, finish it. Oh, I know. You all look at me like I'm Well, like, I didn't no. know what you meant. <laughs> They're like, what do you mean in the water? Well, it's okay. Right, well, the duck we're boat. Just say, we're just saying. We're just. Uh, well, I was just asking why. Well, because yeah. the Red Sox are the only ones that ever did that. I know, right? and I think it looks way better. Okay. <laughs> and they only did it once, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Huh? All right. Well, what else is in the news? Well, Greg, you brought up this yesterday, but congestion pricing was brought up during the council's meeting yesterday. City council? Yep. City councilor Tanya Fernandez-Anderson is proposing a flat fee for drivers to enter downtown during business hours. Huh. Uh, did we have that audio? So uh, here's Tanya. To deal with these matters, congestion pricing could be a viable measure to help alleviate traffic congestion and to help improve Air quality in urban areas. Yeah, great idea. I mean, people have, they just have a lot of, like, uh, extra money these days, Curtis, just lying around that they're not doing anything with. So let's charge people to come in and out of the city of Boston. So uh, so we try to prevent them from driving. Like, that's what this lady's doing. Yeah. Have they realized I, that the continual shortfalls in tax revenue is related to their decision to tax everything? That people just stop coming into the city? It's never been easier to not go anywhere. So we're making it more and more punitive to get people to go somewhere where we have all these businesses where people have are just trying to earn a living. Like, look at Mondays and Fridays at Downtown Crossing or at the Financial District. You have all these businesses that are just with tumbleweeds in front of them. And now you're going to try and further punish people who dare to drive into the it's, city? It's nuts. Hmm. Like, I just... It, basically, what they're trying to do is punish you for using your gasoline-powered automobile. Yeah. Like, let's be honest. I, I wish they would just say it. Like, we've tried to encourage you to drive an electric vehicle or to ride your bike, and you're not doing it. So what we are now, we've taken away the lanes of the highway that you might use and, and added bike lanes. Uh, we've added bus lanes, so you take public transportation. You're not doing it. You're, uh, you're daring in America to choose of your own free will to drive an automobile because that should be your choice, mm-hmm. but we're going to charge you extra for that if you want to drive into the city of Boston. It's it's lunacy, you think, absolute lunacy. You think so many people work from home right now? If they put uh, this into effect, no just, one's going to go into the office. No, it's just it's ridiculous. All right, we got to take a break, but we will get to the rest of today's news with Courtney next. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west.
As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Curtis, before we get back to the news, may I say thank you to a DM slider. Pete K. Slid into the DMs on my Instagram during the break with a request. The Ocean Mist in Rhode Island would like to be considered as an official site for the beer dye challenge between Brees Hill and Flex Time Shine. Okay. Um, might be perfect depending on where the Rhode Island road show falls in the schedule. That was a pretty um, good one last year. I, well, it was pretty good. Ocean Mist. That yeah. was the the uh, the the post pregame dinner. Yes. Uh, pre pre show post post dinner game party at Ocean Celtics Mist. game. Yes. Uh, all right. So we'll consider that. Thank you to Pete. Uh, back to the news, Courtney. About an hour into a Southwest Airlines flight from Oakland to Hawaii, a fight broke out between two passengers. And I'm not talking verbal, I'm talking physical. If uh-huh. you're watching on Twitch, you could see the punches being thrown. Um, this <laughs> led to attendants and other passengers having to pull the two apart. <laughs> what caused the argument, no one knows yet. But uh, That dude is hauling off, literally punching the guy in the face if yes. you're not able to watch it on Twitch. Yep. Uh, honestly, you know how in Air Force One they have that uh, the pod that Harrison Ford jumps into? Spoiler alert. Yes. <laughs> okay. There should be an avenue by which you can throw people like this off the plane. Just yeah. go to your death. Mm. See you later. Like, yeah. there is nothing worse than sitting on a flight and having these meatballs get up <laughs> and start fighting when you're yeah. just trying to get to Hawaii. I also didn't realize until I watched the Dynasty that Robert Kraft has one of those pods in his office. Uh, when he can, ju- oh wait, am I not supposed to talk about Dynasty? Sorry, uh, where he can just jettison, like he jettisoned Bill Belichick out of here in that pod. Yeah, there's uh, shark infested waters underneath. Yeah, yes, yes, um, yes. But uh, the both men were detained in Hawaii. The craziest part: an hour in that flight from mm-hmm. Oakland to to Kauai, five and a half hours. So those people, an hour in after the fight, just had to sit there for four and a half yeah. hours. I saw a flight attendant speaking about this on the news last night saying that this never happened up until like two years ago. 
that people were never fighting. Like, there's a fight almost every single day yeah. on uh, on the airlines. Well, because so. people get in way too many people's business. Is that what it is? That's what it is, because clearly... It's really the booze, and I'm not judging it. I used to have I, five doubles before flying. Right, but I don't, day, so. I, don't, I don't know if they were drinking. Five doubles. But oh, I, I, I know this. That was the best part about flying early. You get the doubles. Bingo. From flying, you know, is that people are way too concerned with telling other people... Oh, put that back. Put your phone up. Stop talking. Stop texting. Like that's the flight attendant's job. What are they doing? Like they're they're way too concerned with getting in other people's business. Yeah. And then once you get in somebody else's business, you don't know how they're going to react. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, lockdown at Lowell High School has some parents upset. Uh, this is the first situation happened yesterday since uh, Lowell High went into a no cell phone policy. Oh, and they had a lockdown over what was the lockdown? Uh, the lockdown was suspicion of guns on okay. campus. Yeah. The lockdown lasted two hours and students were not able to text or call their parents to say you know that they were okay. Oh. We can hear from one freshman, Deborah Kiesa, on BZ. I just hear that we're on a shelter lockdown. We didn't have our phones. Our phones is put in a lockbox, so we can't have access to it until the end of class. In those type of situations, you want to make sure your parents know you're okay. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so and when when did the phone policy go into place? It, we're talking like two weeks ago we talked about it. You know what this is? Somebody did this to be like, Okay, I need. We now need our phones back. Inside job. This is an inside job it could, at its best. It could be. I guess. Of course, uh, two two weeks ago. Yeah. And then was... all of a sudden, there's a student on campus with a gun, and everybody's complaint now Maybe. is. I don't. The, every what's the number one complaint? Oh, I didn't have my phone to call anybody. Yeah. So but guess it's what? Good, it's a good point. Lady. You know, it's going to disappear in low. Cell phone what bags. I don't understand, though, is if they got put in a lockbox at the beginning, can't they just open that and allow the students? I guess they could. I mean, the I, guess they could, I guess they could if yeah. they wanted to. Unless the lockbox yeah. is outside the classroom, then you're not supposed to leave the classroom in a lockdown. Yeah, yeah. They could give it. They could, I guess, theoretically just give it back. Come to the on. Kids. Right. They could all text their parents. We, I mean, we. You some of us were born at night, but we weren't <laughs> born last night. This is inside job written all over it. Am yeah. I the only one that thinks of Al Gore SNL when I hear lockbox? I don't know why. <laughs> All right, what else, Courtney? Uh, we go to Florida for the next story. And now... It's one of those only in Florida type of stories. <laughs> another edition of... Come to Miami! Florida. Florida. Not like the rest of us. The people of Polk County like guns. They have guns. I encourage them to own guns. On WEEI. Oh, they don't close Florida. And can I just say I can't wait to go to Florida with all of you fine folk? Yeah. It's going to be really fun. A bonding experience. We will be there two weeks from today doing this very show at Fenway South. Yep. Beautiful Fenway South. Yeah. Are we near a beach? Uh, yes. Yeah, you're, yeah. Yeah. Fort Myers Beach is nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Are, are you going to go to the beach? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought you didn't like to go in the water. I thought no, you no, I just of... I like to sit on the beach. Oh, okay. well, we you know go. what you like to do on the beach. <laughs> but Florida water is different, though. It's like Caribbean water. I go in that because oh, I do. can see okay. that water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are beach 
sexers. Uh, you, go, uh, you go balls D in that stuff? I, I, yeah, I probably go balls D in that okay. because I can see it. Up here, the water is like, forget about it. It's you. murky. You're yeah, you can't see anything. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I ask all of you is you do not ask Doug about his scuba because he'll go on about it for five hours. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see Doug. Uh, Anthony Lewis lives in Tampa, Florida. He wanted to win back his ex-girlfriend on Valentine's Day. You know, that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. So what did he do? He allegedly stole a couple of Sandhill Crane statues uh-huh. from someone's yard and then put them in his ex-girlfriend's yard. Oh, nice gesture. Nice gesture, uh-huh. but it is theft. Uh-huh. Uh, we can hear from one of our favorites, Officer Grady Judd. He goes up to our victim's yard riding his bicycle and steals two cranes out of the front yard. Yes, these statutes were provided to the victim by her deceased husband, before he was deceased, of course. But they were very special to her, and he rips them off. So two very special statutes that this lady had because they were given to her by her now deceased husband are missing. Our detectives took that personally. I've told you over and over our detectives are the very best. Well, we found them, and we found them at his ex-girlfriend's house. When we explained to the ex-girlfriend what was happening, she was mortified and totally (laughs) cooperated with us. Uh We've recovered the cranes and returned them to the victim just in time for Valentine's Day. Mm. Mm. And oh, for Lewis here, Anthony Lewis, we've put him in the county jail for Valentine's Day. 39 previous burglary and theft charges. Can you believe it? So I'm guessing he won't be getting her back. I uh, know. No, okay. no, no, that's, no. That's that is love bad. lost. Yeah. Thoughtful, though. I mean, right. I mean, he really was willing to go to any extreme to show his love. That's it. She should appreciate that. And right. Shime should defend it, right? Because the lawlessness is okay. <laughs> nope, that's theft. Okay. Maybe he the one thing he it, couldn't man. steal was her heart. Okay. I, I it. love Sheriff Grady Judd. Yeah. He is the best. The best. Okay. Uh, and I'm sitting with two men who call themselves music professionals. Yes. Uh, well, one claims to be a music savant, uh-huh. and the other one, and the other one knows, knows about music. Knows nothing about Courtney. anything other than rap and R and B. But go ahead. And you both love love. So yeah. Billboard has ranked the top fifty love songs of all time oh. with love in the title. Oh, so we have the top five. Okay, okay. Coming in at number five. Why don't you tell me the artist? And I bet I can guess the song. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the artist and the year. Okay. Nineteen seventy-six song by the wing by Wings. By uh, Wings. That's yes. his wheelhouse. I don't Paul know. McCartney and Wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would guess that is silly love songs. Ding ding ding! Nailed it. So that comes in at number five. Mm-hmm. That's then you have to fill the world with silly love songs. Okay. okay. All right. Two thousand and eleven. Right. Rihanna. Ooh, uh, um, love. This is an easy one. Umbrella? Nope. Uh, what, the what one it, with Future. Uh, what is it, Chime? L- love on the Brain. Nope. Uh-huh. Not that one? What, Chime? Love on the Brain. Nope. Oh, Good song, though. What is it? We Found Love. We Found Love. Oh, okay. We Found Love. Yes. Darn. And That's hope, was, it in, was it in a hopeless place? It was. It was. It was. Okay. 1977, Ooh. 
by the Bee Gees. Ooh. Uh, by the Bee Gees. Geez, I would go to Staying Alive, but that's no. not really, that's how you do CPR. Mm. Uh, love, love is a, love is a tortured uh, no. soul. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. What is I that? love you. Nope. How deep is your love? How deep love? is your love? How deep is your love? Yeah. Yes. Okay. This is a big big whiff by Greg. Uh, no, no, I just got the first one. <laughs> Coming in at, <laughs> dummy. Coming in at number two, 1994, <laughs> Boys to Men. I wouldn't know that. Come on. I wouldn't know that. Uh, Boys to Men. It has is, to have love in the title. It has to have love in the title. Come on, Wiggs. I uh, wouldn't know that. What, you know what, Chime? Yes. I will always. Uh, no, it, no, 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 that's not that one. That's the number one song by Whitney Houston. Isn't it just love? Nope. No. Um, I'll make love to you. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Like you want me to. And the number one song from 1981. Oh. By Diana Ross and Lionel Richie. Oh, a duet, if you will. Uh, How is it not Whitney? I will always love you. Loving the title. Mm, There's nothing from from Five Finger Death Punch. Diana and Lionel. (laughs) I don't understand how OAR is not on this list. Uh, Twitch has got it. What Mm. what they do? Mm -hmm. What Mm. is that one? Endless, Endless Love. Endless oh, Love. Oh, oh, that's movie? a good song. Oh, great yep. movie. What movie do you think of Endless Love? Uh, the one where the kid burns the, spoiler alert, I'm full of spoilers today, burns the house down. No, Happy Gilmore. Friends listen to Endless oh, Love oh, in the Dark. Oh, okay. Mm. Endless Love was the actual movie, though, that the song was done for, correct? Mm. Is that the name of that movie? Yeah. Do, do, you don't know. I have no idea. It's way before your time. Yep. Anybody know? No, nobody knows. Ten years before my time. I, nobody knows that movie? You're asking the wrong crowd, Greg. I, I, what movie? Endless lo- I think it was called Endless Love. Mm. You're talking to someone, Wiggy and Greg, that a big development in terms of technology was movie phone. Mm. <laughs> wow. Yes. Same year. 1981. Yeah. Endless yeah. Love. Good cast. Yeah. Brooke Shields. Yes. Martin Hewitt. Tom Cruise. Yes. Huh? It's a great film. They just remade it like every other movie in Hollywood. Did they? And, yeah. the, the, and the, the, the remake? Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Awful. How is Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You yeah, not on the top five? Yeah, that top five kind of stinks. Yeah, that, that really? makes no well, sense. Uh, I mean, why don't you call Billboard? And so, yeah, why don't you write them a to. strongly worded email? I mean, I, mean ask, I don't think they care uh, about that, my opinions. That, uh, they happen to know that they have the charts. Like, I like the, Lionel. And they, they have the top 40 charts uh, available for them to peruse and then determine which the top five most popular are. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, wrong. you might think you know more than Billboard. Yeah. But, uh, what for, I I don't I know more than an in, in, inanimate billboard. Correct? For decades they have picked the hits. Please, Professor, leave Billboard uh, alone. Yeah, I, I think right. move, I think music Cardell Greg is my favorite Greg. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Courtney. Is that it? That's it for the news. All right, All right. thank All you, right. Courtney. Coming up, Mike Milbury will talk Bruins hockey right now. Courtney, and what is trending this hour? Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. And some breaking news on X. The Greg Hill Foundation announcing tickets are live for the marathon celebration party at the Capitol Grill. Oh, one of your favorite places. My favorite place. Uh Tickets are on sale right now, so go get yours. Okay. Uh, The Celtics start all-star break with quite a bang. 136-86 to win over the Nets at the TD Garden. That is the second of a back-to-back night with the Nets. The C's 68-30. Halftime score was the largest advantage the Seas have had since January 13th, 2010. Peyton Pritchard led the way with 28 points, while Derek White was right behind him with 27. Jalen Brown and Al Horford were both out. Kristaps Porzingis got hurt in the first half. 
Uh, he hurt his ankle, looked like a sprained ankle. He left the game for the remainder of the time, but Joe Missoula is saying that it was just precautionary. And speaking of Joe Missoula, that win was his 100th, so congratulations to Coach. Celtics team just the third in league history to post multiple 50-point wins in a single season. The Bruins are welcoming the crack into town tonight. Puck drop is at 7. And following their Super Bowl loss, the 49ers have fired defensive coordinator still Steve Wilkes. That is what's trending. Here's Curtis with your weather. Thank you, Courtney. 25 degrees, sunny skies, afternoon high of 38. Also, very nice moment. I don't know if you saw it, where Jason Tatum tossed the game ball to Joe Missoula last night on his 100th win. And then Joe Missoula asked him to please uh, take 20 steps back so he could go for a three. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Come on, Curtis, give me a chuckle. Why do you always blame me? There's four other people. We'll be right right back. Thank you, Sean. Mike Milbury is brought to you this week by Shaw's and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh by findmassmoney.gov and by John Sewer, the name to know when your drains don't flow. And he joins us this morning on the Harbor One Hotline. Morning, Mike. Good morning. How you doing? I'm pr- I'm pretty good, but really, <laughs> that's all I can tell you. Did you have to I mean, dump? Did you have to dump out of that shine? Yeah, the second okay. part of that word. I he can He has to. Okay. He's supposed to say a hole. I think. Oh, really? That's yeah. a, that's it goes to the swear jar, mm-hmm. yeah. or leave off yeah. the H word part of that whole word. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, you can just so, say it. Yeah. No, the the second part is I understand we're walk, we're working for George Soros now. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, there, I, I I believe there can believe in whatever you want, Mike. It's still it, it's still America. Um, it I, is. Um, but let me. You coached in the NHL for many years. Uh, if someone had done what Travis Kelsey did to Andy Reid to you. What would your response have been? I, I'm not sure what my response have been, but I don't think in my time. That would have happened. Uh, it just there was too much respect for the coach. This this screamed out. It was about Travis Kelsey. Put me in, coach. Put me in. I want to play. Give me the ball. I only got one pass in the first half. I mean, they're working on a in the, in the final game of the season, trying to win back to back Super Bowl championships, and all of a sudden you got this guy acting like a. Uh, what Courtney? What would you say? A d bag? Yeah, douche, right? douche yeah, canoe, okay, douche canoe. Okay, that's yeah. right, and that's what he was. And he can't yeah. sing, and fight for your right to party doesn't turn me on. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the hockey, I want to ask. You know, you're the expert. Is it an alarming trend that that this team struggles when it comes to winning the overtime games? Are you bothered by that? Yeah, there's a lot of things that bother me since the break. I mean, I, I can, can forgive them for the first game back with Calgary, and then they they hammer uh, their arch rival for the moment, Vancouver, and then they come back and get come well, the game that really upset me was disturbed me. I guess was the game against Washington. Mm. It was a matter of effort and emotion and and passion. It had nothing to do with talent. They were completely smothered by the Capitals. And, you know, although they were better against Tampa Bay, um, there's a lot of things that that have popped up. Both parts of special teams now are, are concerned, where once they were strengths, especially the penalty killing, um, it now looks like it's a little bit porous. And the power play... 
0 for 5, I guess technically 0 for 6 because they had like a two-second power play at the end of overtime, but but they and they claim that they felt good about moving the puck better, but the result is not there. And so that's that that's another issue. Um, but more than more than anything, um, I just felt like there's a creeping trend of slow starts and slow finishes and and some sloppy play mixed in. It's it, you know I've I've felt great about them at the All Star break and and now I'm you know we we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks. Do you believe that they can actually go deep into the playoffs? Um, they're starting to give you indications that that might not be the case. Mm. Mike, does any of that have to do with, though, you're playing so good, you come back from the all-star break, it's the huge matchup where you're taking on Vancouver, you kind of whoop them, and then you go, maybe you take your foot off the gas a little bit because, you know, maybe your next two opponents, you kind of play down to their level. I mean, I feel like you see that in a lot of sports where teams get complacent. I think that's a possibility, but they have... And it's it is the sort of the dog days of the season. They have I think twelve games in like twenty one days before the uh, the trading deadline. I mean they're just crammed in, and including a, a a West Coast trip. It's a it's a brutal schedule, and it's it's going to be real testing for them. But it is what it is, and you have to address it. And you have to if you're having a, a little bit of a hiccup, you have to get back into a groove at some point or another and they have to prove that they can get back into that groove or were they just overachieving for the first 40 odd games of the season mike it does feel like a lot of the players are saying that you know this is it's almost good for them to to face these losses at this point in the season as a head coach would you rather have a team that 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 knows struggle throughout a regular season so they're ready for the postseason. Courtney, I'd rather win every freaking game. But last I mean, season... Please, please. I know they season, didn't, and that was... that. that You're telling me that they won too much so that they lost in the playoffs because they were I think last season, yeah. I think a lot of people were worried that they didn't have any adversity during the regular season, and we saw them crumble once it got to the postseason. I, I, I don't know that none of, I think some of those players saw adversity during the course of their careers. Did they not, they didn't see it last year? And was that such a bad thing? I don't know. I mean, the first year I coached, we won the President's Trophy and went to the Stanley Cup Finals where unfortunately we didn't get the job done. But the, the lack of adversity in that season didn't seem to hurt my squad. And I think that's a, a poor excuse. Mm. Well, I mean, Jim Montgomery did put some of, when it when it came to the kind of that post All Star break, you know whatever you want to call it, malaise or slump or whatever, did put some of that on himself and say that he didn't get those guys ready. I mean, is that his responsibility? I mean, these are, you know, these guys are playing in the NHL. They, they are, and it is, uh, but it is part of his his job description to get them ready to play with effort every night. And then, you know, sometimes you just can't do that. Sometimes the makeup of the team is such that you can't touch the right buttons on, on every night. Um, that doesn't mean you have to go back and, and just cry in your room. You've got to try something else. And right now they're in a little, whatever they lost three out of the last four. And some of them have been rather ugly. Um, you know, he's got to find a way to, to, reach these guys and find a way to 
make his players realize that they, they've got to get out of this rut and that there are issues to address. And if I were him, and I'm sure he's aware of it, it's got to start with special teams. What, what's Mike, what do you think the biggest challenge is as a coach uh, when it comes to having guys really be up for it night in, night out? Because coming from the football world, you only play once a week, so you're kind of always up for that. But in hockey and other sports, when you're playing you know, multiple times a week, what is the biggest challenge to make sure guys are up night in and night out? That's yeah, it's, a, it's a, the biggest challenge, and the thing is, I really believe this is is communication to to you know to get to each. I used to you know in the in, in the morning skates or before practice when you you know guys are out there just fooling around with pucks and skating in a circle, just getting their legs loose. It was a great time to skate up to one player or another player and, and then and hit three or four players at a time and do the same thing after practice. But it was, it was always staying on uh, trying to find the pulse of each player, trying to make sure that, the, you, know, you know, you knew where they were at uh, mentally. And that is a full-time job and what makes coaching, I think, such a challenge, particularly when you're playing 82 games in the season, to make sure you know where every player's head is at as much as you possibly can and, and find out when there's a, a pressure point that needs to be applied. Brad Marchand played his 1,000th game as a Bruin this week. We had a discussion about whether he's a Hall of Famer. Does he need to win another cup in order to be, or is he already there in your mind? You know what? Um, first of all, a thousand games is is it's a lot. I mean, when you consider the travel and all the all, and this guy's not exactly a big man. He, he's uh, they've had some great left wingers. I don't. There's not a better one that's ever put on a Bruin uniform than Brad Marchand. Uh, I, I think it starts with his attitude. He competes fiercely every night, and I think he's actually refined that so that he's not over the top and biting people and that sort of stuff. Um, his consistency has been amazing over a thousand games, and uh, to do it with his commitment is 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 amazing. Also, his skating, which is not like blazing speed, but his quickness and agility you know how he spins in the corner to separate himself from a check and then not only does he do that but he he then accelerates away to give himself the space so he can have a, a time and a, and, and a look at people and that speaking of that the vision is one of the things that makes him so special he sees the ice and he sees it better than a lot because he he's able to create that space for himself and surprisingly and you know good hands i mean he's got good hands and and that whole package turns to me into a Hall of Famer. I don't think there's a doubt for, for my mind. Uh, he, may, he may have turned some people off early in his career with some of his antics, but for me, um, the consistency over time has proven that he, he, he deserves a spot in, in the Hall of Fame. Mike, Omar getting fined the uh, max for high-sticking in that lightning game, but there was no penalty called on the ice. Do you think that was warranted? You know what? He can afford it. I mean, uh, I mean, you know, if he gave a guy a smack and it was a, whether it was intentional or not, I'm sure they looked at it a thousand times and decided it was worth the, the money. But, um, you know, if he shows a little fire, good, because that's exactly what they need right now. Speaking of suspensions, are you taking text questions this morning, Michael? I don't know. Is, do I get paid extra for that? <laughs> uh, texter wants to know what you make of the Morgan Riley suspension, which I think, I think it's five games for the cross check. For the cross check. 
It's a different world, you know. I mean, a long time ago, not that long ago, but he could have got away with it, you know, a two-minute minor or something. But right. this is the way. This is the way it is now. We're trying to be politically correct and like George, and we're going to have to be <laughs> accepting of certain things that we once weren't. But you can literally. Call, I mean, how many times a game can you call a cross check, and now you get a guy who's suspended five games for oh, it? Yeah, I know. Every, I mean, I, 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 I used to. Be, I used to wait, and I would love to see guys turn their back to me and face the glass because then I could run the hell out of them. Now you do that. You're, you know, you're banned for life, Mike. I don't, I don't know if you saw this, but I think you're a major part of why we were number seven in big market radio shows. And kind of going back to the Brad Marchand, I feel like we we know he's going to be a Hall of Famer. But the bigger conversation that we had was on the list of all time Bruins greats. When he's done, will he be ahead of Patrice Bergeron? <laughs> Wiggy loved this know. discussion. Wiggy loved it. It's actually you. Ask, you asked a really good question. I because I, I, I think he will. Yeah. When he's when it's all said and done, if he plays another three, four, five years, he'll be viewed, even if he doesn't win another Stanley Cup, as a better player overall. Bru- overall Bruins history. You know, when you're talking about him and Bergeron. You know, everybody loves the way Bergeron played. He was a gentleman. He was he was terrific. I like my players to be a little bit more like an a-hole, as they can say that on this channel now. And Brad was like that, and I think it was exciting. So, I, 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 you know, it's a chicken or steak, I guess, but they're they're both good, and I, I like the guy that plays with a little bit of an edge. So, well, Mike, what? does that mean you would have liked to coach Travis Kelsey? <laughs> Go away, Shine. Just push the button when it's time. <laughs> well, we know steak and chicken, one costs a lot more than the other, so <laughs> I guess if Marchand's the steak, then. Well, I, you know, I, listen, he's provided. I think you could say that Bergeron has proven to be, uh, you know, a master of consistency and be the right guy in the right place at the right time. I don't think you can say that about Marchand, but you always found a way to to, to find where he was on the ice because you knew he was going to do something that might be interesting, if not over the line and, and troublesome. But I think that's what people pay to see. They want to see somebody that's a bit of a jerk and sometimes, but not Travis Kelsey-like, more Marchand-like. So I, I just I find your take on Kelsey uh, interesting because like, I feel like you, you are a – Tough guy, and I feel like you <laughs> encourage tough play. And uh-huh. he was overly emotional. I agree. Did he look kind of like a douche? Yeah, but like no, he was a douche. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, but like he I was he, would, I, he put put himself right in the bag. But wouldn't you agree that this has been entirely overblown? Like Curtis and Greg to me make it make it out to be like an assault. Like it's like the guy he went up and chest bumped his coach. No, I mean he didn't chest bump him. He was you know what he did. He was he was I just mentioned it. Like put me in, guys. I'm so good and and I've got Taylor Swift in this. Tw- I got Taylor Swift watching me. I got to do better. Than than one pass catch in the first half. It, and in the Super Bowl, talk about self-serving, self-anointed jerkdom. That's it right there. I like jerkdom. Right. That's what what would have happened to you, Mike, if you would have chest pumped uh, Don Cherry? <laughs> he would have sicked his dog blue after me. Was and that Don- dog was no poodle. It was a pit bull. 
Was Don Cherry among your favorite people? Oh ever? my God! It was so much fun to play with him. He just, just, he just made it so. You know, you never knew what was coming down the pike. And you know, this was a guy that that worked the bench entirely by himself, back and forth, back and forth. And he was, he just made it so much fun. I mean. I mean, we lost a game in Atlanta once by like six goals, and he took us out for beers afterwards, and we laughed until two o'clock in the morning. You know, he just let's okay, let's get ready to play the next one, and we're gonna put our, you know, our money on the line here, and we're gonna put our hearts into it. And it was never, it was never more fun than it was with with grapes. Did you, Even if he couldn't count very well. Speaking of times, you know. being, speaking of times being different and drinking beers, because LB used to always say it on the old show. Did you play with guys who would drink a beer between periods? No, I, I I don't think I ever saw that. You know, I saw guys smoke cigarettes in the back room once in a while, but it was never there was never any alcohol. You know, I mean, they may have been out till three o'clock in the morning before the game <laughs> the night yeah. before, but it wasn't it wasn't during the locker room. I I never saw that. But when you were playing, but I, of course, I didn't keep my eyes on LB all the time. <laughs> When you were playing, though, were you were you still taking the train, for instance, to New York? Because guys would oftentimes would have a couple beverages on the train down in New York, right? Uh, in the old days. Well, they they I'm not that old, but I, we used to fly to New York. But we'd, sometimes we'd take the shuttle down on the day of the game. But we but I don't remember anybody on any game day having anything to drink. I mean, yeah. they may have slipped in a green pill once in a while, but. I'm surprised you didn't comment speaking on the things that you speaking of the things that you commented on so far this morning on uh, the two Colorado students who were granted the first D1 scholarships for cornhole. <laughs> Can you define cornhole for me? <laughs> oh, listen, you live on the Cape. I'm sure you see people. I'm sure you see people well, playing. These days, it. cornhole uh, goes a long way yes, in different directions, yes, right? Uh, so, uh, but uh, but can't you? Play? I shouldn't have. I'm sorry. It's time to go now. Uh, yeah, it? <laughs> it is. I thought, I, oftentimes, I have to protect you yeah. from yourself on this on this program. I know. Thank you for All that. Right. But, right. Mike, I'm I, younger than you, and I played with a guy who used to take a shot of Hennessy on the bus ride to the game. Right. Marshawn Lynch even talked about Jeez. he did it. Really? Yeah. I, I played with a guy like that. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I, Mike, thank you. All right. All right. There's Mike Be Milbury. good. Mike Milbury. Um, and we will be right back. Well, unfortunately, pushing up the hill for the thrill of it or otherwise, not something currently that the MBTA can do, Courtney. Yeah, tough morning for MBTA commuters uh, because there's a power outage. So people have been left stranded uh, in the tunnels. Okay. Uh, This is affecting the green, blue, and orange line. (laughs) Uh, If you're watching on Twitch right now, Uh, you could see coverage of it. Uh, They have news stations. They're trying to get all the trains. They're at a standstill. They're trying to get all the trains back into port to fix the problem. Um, But, yeah, no, they're saying, you know. Good good time to fire up the congestion pricing, Uh, the uh, increase the tolls on anybody who decided to drive their car to work. People who have lost faith in the T, I tell them, stay stay tuned, right? Stay tuned. So do, do these people stay. not understand that these are all interconnected, that 
if the tea was better, less people would drive because yep. they had a reliable way to get to work. Yeah. And <laughs> instead of trying to figure out new ways to punish people for driving into Boston, why don't they dedicate their time to fixing the tea, which would solve a lot of the problems they're seeking to fix? Well, what the city council is considering doing, which we discussed in the news and, and yesterday on this program, with congestion tolling or whatever they however whatever however they try to hide what it really is is charge people who are driving their cars so they can get more money to pay for the public transportation that mm-hmm. others might be able to take someday if it works so that's yeah. that's uh, one of the things that they're so, so we spent 25 billion dollars to put the highway underground right with the big dig yeah then we created the greenway, so we had this nice space that otherwise was just underneath the the you know the central artery. And now you get to have that area and all that. But then we decided to condense our streets into one lane roads, which caused gridlock, which causes emissions to go into the atmosphere instead of actually fixing the public transit and having people bike on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Yep, the, you just about nailed it. The Boston Twenty Five headline for this is laughable. We're like miners. Commuters stranded in dark MBTA stations as power problems halt subway yeah. lines. What it, would you? Do, what would you do though? Would you walk out on the track? Or nah, would you, you know, or would you be afraid that they would? You'd wait for the track. Don't don't panic, Courtney. No, like I, <laughs> like uh, I mean, would you wait for them to come and and get you out? Uh, yeah, well, I because I wouldn't even trust. I wouldn't trust an MBTA worker to lead me out on the tracks. Well, I guess if there's no power, you don't have to worry about the third no, but rail. The power might just come on huh? third rail right. wise. Stay like, away from the third rail. Right. I mean, you jump the tracks. Right. Always stay away from. The, you'd think they'd right. have a generator or something. It's sure. like, it's, I'm just uh, so curious about people that that want to give the government more money. Like, do you? What do they do well? Like everything they touch is worse. And yet we're like, oh, yeah, raise taxes. That'll solve it. Like, it literally solves nothing. It gives more money to people that are incompetent. I mean, I, here's a text on the Subaru of New England text line regarding the city council proposal, which would create congestion tolling for those that are driving into the city of Boston. Uh, isn't there already essentially a toll to get to the city of Boston? Yes. When it when it comes to like the Newton, like whatever the you know the toll booths aren't there anymore, but they have the Tobin electronic. Well, the there is, and also the Tobin. Yeah, everywhere. Like, McCourney and so I. Isn't there say- are, why, why is this city councilor? It, uh, it's like right. a second. Yeah, toll. I don't get it. Wiggy uh, like, and I it, were talking about it. I think it's for people that live in like selfie to get to downtown. That's what, what I think they're trying to do. I think they're trying to get people like to pay of a, a, a tax. So if you live, if you're like Julia Hill and you live in Wiggy's home, uh, second hometown of East Boston, mm-hmm. he was born in Brooklyn but lies about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you would have to pay to go to downtown Boston. The, from, from everything I've read, that's you already paid. Oh, now <laughs> she already <laughs> pays going through whether it's the uh, Teddy Ball Game Tunnel, whether it is she's going through the Subna Tunnel. So she'd have to pay again once she got into downtown. It, it just makes no sense to me because Courtney and I were having this conversation, but everywhere you come from, whether you're on the North Shore, you got to come in through the Tobin or you got to come in through one of the tunnels. If you're coming down 93, Courtney told me this, when you're coming down 93, there's a toll right before you kind of get into the city. Before the Zacom, yeah. So you're already paying to get in the city. And if Courtney's saying, well, if you live in, if you live in the city, so there's a, they're saying you think it's, Another toll to get to yeah, downtown. Yeah, I think this is on top of the toll because everybody that comes in from the suburbs hits a toll one way or the other. But to what get if into you live on Newberry Street? 
So is there a toll going to Southie? I don't know, but in in Manhattan, Greg, my sister is if she wanted to drive into work from where she lives in Manhattan, starting in May, it's sixteen dollars a day. So that oh. this same exact thing, yes, just passed. I think last week in New York City. Correct. So that is where uh, maybe this city councilor is getting it from. What is her name again, Courtney? Uh, the city councilor who Tanya. Fernandez Anderson Anderson yeah she proposed it yesterday here's what she said to deal with these matters congestion pricing could be a viable measure to help alleviate traffic congestion and to help improve air quality in urban areas okay air quality oh. okay we don't want people driving okay. their cars no no, no. you know how air quality is improved <laughs> if you have more lanes for cars so they're not gridlocked while bike lanes are vacant the object is not to- Congestion happens because people have to, a lot of people have to drive into the city to do things. It's how the wheels of commerce turn. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I, you don't congestion pricing. Yeah. You're going to charge people because they have to drive their car to go to, to work or to go to the airport or the hospital or to go to the hospital. Best to get, hospitals to, in to, the world. To go get chemo treatment. But you're already doing that. It's interesting, Curtis, that you bring up Manhattan and where your sister lives. Like, you're already doing that because there's tolls everywhere to get anywhere into the city. By the way, there's no toll coming down 93. Okay, so there's no No, toll. there's no toll there. It's only coming from, like, the pike. Like, if you're coming from west of the city, mm -hmm. it's there's a toll that way. All right, so... There's no toll coming from, like, the South Shore or from uh, the North Shore. Off of 93. Okay, so, all right, so there you go. Also, like, anything you want to buy in the city, once they do this... The price will be jacked up because the people who are delivering it have to pay the toll. Oh, I didn't even think about that. It- uh, no, neither did she, apparently. Because <laughs> she's probably never worked in the private sector in her life. Yeah. It, it, that will be a cluster F. And they always talk about how they're worried about the, the lists that come out about the mass exodus of people leaving this state. You want to add uh, this on top of it? Nobody's yeah, was, nobody's going to want to go into the office in downtown Boston. Nobody's going to want to live near downtown Boston. Uh, well, she doesn't explain a, it. Here's a 617 text. Uh, somebody just went to New York City last week. This mm-hmm. is another thing. And Uber had a congestion fee because they have to pay a con- they have to pay congestion pricing. So that's going to so be everything on the planet gets inflated if you yes. insert congestion prices. Yes. So you're just yes. not only are you paying for those congestion prices, you're paying for the inflation of literally everything else. So you're paying three times as much Correct. as you already are just to go into the city. Correct. Think about normally I know you park near a venue and then you walk to get the steps in. Yep. Think yes, how exactly. far you're going to have. You're going to have to park miles away from the city. I know. Like instead ahead. of if I wanted to go to the garden, can't park at the gov- government center garage. Right. I'm going to have to park. You and- just leave your car like, uh, you know, in Somerville and then right. walk. Yeah. Park in like Mel- Malden or <laughs> something. And walk. It'd be good for you on the steps, though. That's yeah. true. That's a lot of good steps. How many steps do you have to a day? Uh, it varies. Depends oh. on the day. <laughs> Some days I work out more thing, than I though. do cardio. Like so. you're just your 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 thing is the gym and the and cutting the cows. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Big weigh in tomorrow. Uh no, my weigh in's Tuesday. Oh, I thought you were doing Fridays. Uh, so when I was trying to do it by myself, I was doing Fridays. But when I went to awaken, my weigh ins are Tuesdays. Mm. Okay, it's always All better right. to do it at the beginning of the week. 
Now, what if there's a, spar- a disparity between your scale at home and what they tell mm. you at Awaken 180? You I'll, I'll trust the professionals, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> well, his their, home- their, their scale, much more accurate than mine. His home scale will always be different than the scale in any weight loss place. Well, that's not right. Because the difference right. is maybe he hasn't lost 16 and a half pounds. Well, so you got to understand when he weighs at home, he, if he's weighing nude or with underwear. Well, that's his business. Right. But that, I, mean, I don't know why you want you need to know whether he's nude or not. Because when he goes weigh somewhere else, he's going to be in full clothes. Yeah. Like the doctor's office when you have your winter coat on yeah, and you're big gonna sneakers. Be in full clothes, so like this is not accurate. Right, that's the thing. So when you just gear down. Can I have a brief complaint about the doctor's office with kids? I have to get James totally nude when he gets weighed at the pediatrician. I'm like, mm-hmm. he hates putting his pants on. Is it really that big of a difference if it's like a half an ounce? Not when you're a kid, but when you're an adult, yes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> in Chime's case, oh, when I, you know, in my weight loss journey, that half an ounce, you're like, oh, wait a second. Uh, uh-uh, let me take my socks off. Yeah. But, well, you don't generally have to get naked when you go to the doctor. Like it's so Courtney for, does for the optometrist. <laughs> yes, no, that's the dentist. <laughs> no, I mean, she goes certain, like as you get older as a guy, yeah, you have you, to have certain things checked. Yeah, but when don't you go for you a physical, huh? Don't they make you cough? They do make yeah. you cough. So that's yeah. Oh, and then they do yeah. your prostate exam. Yeah, right. When you do the when they check your prostate. Well, when you yeah. go for a physical, they tell you to take yeah. your pants off. And put the little robe on and then get on the, the yeah. bench. Yeah. Or whatever, the little the They usually table. weigh you before you get into that room. Yeah, yeah, they weigh you with all your clothes on, yeah. so your jeans when, and your shirt. When Curtis went for that checkup recently, um, oh. the doctor said, please take your pants off. And Curtis said, where do I put them? And the doctor said, right over there on that chair with mine. <laughs> <laughs> have I used that one before? No. I, 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 might, I haven't I might heard have. that one. It was very welcoming. You haven't heard that one? Nope. All right. Uh, we will we'll be, right, we'll be right back. Even though it's one game or two games, the last two, it gives everybody like a collectively good feeling going wherever they're going for the next week. Yeah, I think that's just as dangerous as going into it on a losing streak. Like, you know, you just said the words good feeling. Like, if you, you can't operate by feeling. And so regardless of if we lost tonight and won five out of six or won six out of six, you know, you have a tendency to relax. You have a tendency to put it in cruise control. And, you know, so winning is just as dangerous as losing if you don't handle it the right way. So I think it's just more about uh, guys reconnecting with their families, taking care of their bodies, and then and enjoying their time off. I think that's important for guys to be able to do. Uh, but when we come back, it's like we got to reconnect and reestablish what we're doing. So whether you're going with a six-game losing streak or a two-game losing streak, both situations can be unhealthy if you don't handle them properly. got his 100th win as uh, head coach last night, and he suggests that going into the All-Star break this weekend on a high note uh, is just as dangerous as going in on a low note. I agree with that. You do? Yeah, I think you have a group of guys that not all of them are going to be headed to All-Star weekend. A lot of them are going to be going on vacation or just taking time off with their Mm -hmm. friends and family. If you go in on a high note and you don't handle that correctly... You could, you know, be a little bit uh, lackadaisical throughout these eight days off. So now you're saying eight days where you're not really doing anything. You're like, oh, look at us. We're we're awesome. We're crushing it. And then you come back and you're you're rusty. I don't know. That could affect them just like going into a losing streak with a bad bruised ego. I don't think it really matters when you're the Celtics and you're that good. I, I feel like that they're so good. 
that if they're going in on a winning streak, they come back, and even if they stumble a little bit, I mean, you kind of see like what the Bruins are going through. You stumble a little bit. They're good enough to get right back on the horse. I think when you're that good of a basketball team, I don't think it matters as much. If you're a team that's not as good and maybe there's some other issues that you're dealing with, then I think maybe, to Courtney's point, it might affect you a little bit differently. But when you look at the Celtics, don't they look like the best team in the NBA by a good margin? Um, yeah, Nuggets are pretty good. I mean, I... Mm-hmm. I, uh, I would I, put Porzingis in bubble wrap until the playoffs. Yeah. Like, I just... If he's healthy, this team wins it all. It's really that simple. They are so good. Right. They're so much better. When they're at their best, they're so much better than the rest of the NBA. And I and I kind of said it going into this year, and I think, you know, Jalen Brown has done a tremendous job, is that Porzingis might be your second most important player. You know, when they signed him originally, I said he could be because he's the guy that you can look at and he's going to really – take the pressure off of Tatum, and he could be your second most important player. And that's kind of what it's looking like when you kind of see this team, the, yeah, b- the mean, new big three. Me, it's hard for me to say that the Supermax guy is not the second most well, important no, I, player. Well, no, I get that, but that's I, the price of doing poker in today's NBA. But who's more – if you had to – if you lost one of the two, Jalen Brown or Porzingis, which one – would be more devastating to right, lose. Full, full healthy Porzingis, yeah, yeah, yeah you're, yes. So that's because he's given you that opportunity that you, that I don't know if Joe Missoula likes it or not. I can't tell when he when he answers the question, but to go inside and have a and have a big who you can you know you're not you don't you should not have to be firing threes up every five seconds. Uh, you can actually take the ball inside, and 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 so I I think he's probably. If you were going to talk about those two guys, which one you would hate to lose, mm-hmm. I would say it's Porzingis. And he stretches the floor because of his ability. I know you don't like it, great, but it is the new NBA. His Porzingis' ability to shoot the three ball, and it gives you that kind of rim protector on the other side. I mean, Jalen Brown is a valuable piece, but if you were to lose him, I think you would just you'd now have to get you know you know sim- a little bit more production out of Derek White but i would say you would probably get more production out of Drew Holiday to kind of pick up the slack for him you lose Porzingis there's really nobody to pick up that slack yeah. for him i mean if they're going to if they're going to blow it um is it going to be the fault of who are you more concerned about the players you know Tatum Brown etc mm-hmm. or Joe Mazzula Doing something playoff wise. Why would you ask that? Why would you ask that question? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, um, Joe Mazzula, hands down. He still bothers you. I mean, I think he's done a really. He's good done job. a really good he's done job. A good job this. Greg, season. if you were coaching the team, how many? How many worse? What? what how many games worse would they be? <laughs> I don't know, Curtis. I mean, I. So you think that he really is? He's not doing much. It's, I mean, he's doing his job. He's, he's making sure Tatum's Gatorade is properly filled and <laughs> yeah. the, the, they get to the flight on time. That's like, why I'm not worried about him. Like, but it's going to be... they he, lose, I, I'm putting, it's, put, it's on the players. But here's where, here's where I think he becomes more of a concern is doesn't make the proper time to call timeout. Doesn't do the necessarily or maybe plays his bench too much in the playoffs. Like, that's where I think he might, you know, like... If, if you look and go, your expectations are Tatum does what he's been doing night in and night out during the playoffs. Like, that's where my expectations are. 
And then you look at Joe Missoula and you go, okay, if something was to falter, Tatum doesn't play well or Missoula makes an in-game mistake, I would say I would lean towards Missoula making an in-game mistake. Hmm. Yeah. More than Tatum not showing up. Ah, but Tatum's been known to do that. And a great point by mm-hmm. the Patriots NFL in the Twitch chat. If Greg was the coach, they would never win a home game. So that is a fair <laughs> point. Uh, I mean, I give him well, credit for I mean, doing what he's doing. I feel like with Wick coming on the show tomorrow for Ask the Owner at 820, it would be a prime opportunity to remind him that I haven't been at a, at a game in some time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been at least, what, a month, Curtis? Well, it's been since the Pistons game where they almost lost to the worst team in basketball. And then you said to to uh, our betting expert, Costos, that you were going to bet on them to win their remaining home games going undefeated, and they've lost like three straight up until recently. <laughs> because when all five are on the – when all all guys are healthy, all hands are on deck, in the playoffs, like those are your expectations. Like you're not expecting Porzingis to get hurt, right? So if we're going into it, everything being the way it's supposed to be, my expectations are – that we see what we see from Porzingis, Brown, Derek White, Drew Holiday, Tatum, um, Al Horford, and then maybe you're probably sprinkling in P. Pritch and uh, Hauser, and you're shorten your bench in the playoffs. Like my expectations is, I expect those guys to do what they've done all year long. The question I has: Does Missoula get tripped up a little bit in a game where? They have a lead. Doesn't call a timeout when he's supposed to. No, I mean that the, the seven eight one texture is more concerned about Tatum and Brown being consistent, game in and game out in the playoffs, which they haven't been. I would say my if I had to do my my top four power rankings of the Boston coaches right now, I would go Cora, Monty. Gerard Mayo, Bill O'Brien at BC, and then I would get to uh, Missoula with the No. Curtis. You hate him. Yeah. I know. Missoula's number one on the list. Not Why? He is? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think because he's got the way – and, and uh, listen, I know people knock him for, you know, a lot of things, but for the way he's been able to handle everything – I love you. The best team in and, basketball? And the way he he got that team. Mm-hmm. If you rent a Ferrari and you get to work on time, is that like you're an Well, but driver? guess what? You know what? You can rent the Ferrari and you can really mess it up if you, don't know, how to, if you don't know how to drive it right or if you're beating up on the transmission. So you get this team, and the way he comes in, um, last... Wait, 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 what? Manages personalities? Oh, is that's that the biggest part in basketball. That's the number one thing in basketball. When you look at the Golden State Warriors, you give Steve credit, Steve Kerr credit for managing the Eagles and being able to no, get... No, I think Steve Kerr's a total dink. Oh, but they, I, I think Wiggy's right, and it's also the respect that the players have for the coach. Yeah. I think oh, that's yes. what was lacking when it came to Brad Stevens. I, I mean, you, you, look at, you look at the Milwaukee Bucks. They are, what, third in the, East, uh, in the Eastern Conference. They fired their coach not because... They don't have talent, or not because he wasn't doing the X and O's. One is it? Isn't it because of just more of players respecting him, figuring out how to handle those egos? That's what NBA is. And then the end game adjustments is calling the timeout when you need to, designing up a good play at the end of the game. They're still part of that, and I got to give Missoula a lot of credit for the way he came in, the way he got everybody to kind of to 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 be on board. Don't give me that much credit. 
to buy in <laughs> to then go from not having Marcus Smart and then they kind of take changing their identity. Also, Draymond Green, side note, is spiraling. Did you see what happened last night when he's getting kicked out of that oh, game? That was not NYSF, not safe for work. I mean, NYSF. <laughs> You know, you know what she meant. NSFW. Okay. New York Fashion I mean, Week was the one I was saying. I, Ryan has it for those who are watching the show on Twitch. Oh, or let YouTube, me see it, man. But he uh, was making inappropriate gestures that that one might make if they were uh, in a mood to uh, have a Valentine's Day affair with themselves. Yeah. Is that a way mm-hmm. I, I could describe uh, it? No, I don't think so. He's <laughs> playing in, like, the, the thing now that I think with Draymond, because I'll hear him on his podcast, and, it, you know, and he obviously comes across on his podcast. He does a, a good job of, like, getting his point across and what he wants to say. But I almost feel like the thing that I see now is that he's, like, playing into the character Okay, but no, I'm a badass. It's not a badass, though. It's not. He's not. It's badass behavior. No. Yeah, I mean, he's looking like a dink. But that's, he's playing into. Remember when Dennis Rodman was getting kicked out of games and he was. He's like the one guy who got away with it, sort of. Like, it's not. It's not a good look. No, I'm not saying it's a good look. Sticking your tongue out and doing that gesture. What are we? 14. Right, but. Like, he looks like an absolute loser doing that. But the point that I'm making is. And I agree with you, but at the point that I'm making it, he's not doing it because it's just happened organically. He's doing it because that's his persona that he wants to buy. It's a stupid look for him, but I think the persona, the the persona is getting so big of like I'm this badass. I do wild things. I'm not gonna like you when you hear him on his podcast. I'm not apologizing to anybody. That's taking over him. Of being just somebody who played hard, somebody who hustled, somebody who uh, initially in his career was like the dirt dog. Now it's like but his persona can, is so big. But you can be that guy, mm-hmm. like be, I don't know, what would you call it, tough or what, like, and not be, as Courtney said, a dink. Yeah. Like Kevin, right. Gar- Kevin Garnett was that kind of guy. Right. But guess like, what? Kevin Garnett didn't have a podcast when he played. Like, so I think part of his what? thing. The part of him being a dink, and I, I don't agree need, with I, it. I think we need more podcasts. That's no, the, but, but the part of him being a dink is Not because enough. of the, the same way when we talk about Travis Kelsey. Like, the persona now of you going... And being like, oh, I'm this big tough guy. Like, I'm not going to apologize. Draymond Green was a dink far before he had a podcast. No, but he wasn't at the levels he's at now. Yes, he was. Oh, no, he was always been a pimp. Now he's at the level. Like, we just played the auto of him the other day where he's like, oh, them dudes is cowards. Yeah. They cowards. So yeah. what's that do? Now he does it on. Now when he gets on the court, oh, you think you're going to. Now he's doing all these. Just I think that, like, persona of him, the, he allowed the ego of what he's become in the media, he lets that into the games. Just, yeah. just play hard, He's bro. having a midlife crisis. Uh, That's is, what it looks like. Is. Yeah, he is. Uh, as am I. All right, <laughs> let's get to Courtney and to what is trending this hour. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. The Celtics start all-star break with a bang. A 136-286 win over the Nets at the TD Garden. The C's 68-32 halftime score was the largest advantage the C's have had since January 13th, 2010. Peyton Pritchard led the way with 28 points, while Derek White was right behind him with 27. 
Jalen Brown and Al Horford were both out, and Kristaps Porzingis hurt his ankle in the first half. He left the game. He did not return, uh, but Joe Mazzulla said that it was just cautionary. Also, what was the, uh, what was the headband thing they asked Joe about after the, the uh, game last night? What, like whether or not he would ever wear one? Where did that come from, Shine? Any idea? Well, uh, you, you, would you like to hear the question? Yeah, but th- how did that start? It, there were a few, I think Derek White, a few guys were wearing them last night. Apparently somebody on Twitter said, oh, I'd like to see Joe Mazzulla in a headband. Oh, okay. And a reporter decided that yeah. was a good way to <laughs> yeah, take, yeah, that was I good like, information to take and use as a question. Yeah, I was wondering why they asked. Yeah, go ahead, play it. I saw someone on Twitter said they wish he wore a headband on the sideline. You're not Me? A, not, yeah, not a headband guy. <laughs> no. I was in college. Yeah, I think I won one. I won one in high school. Not, not seen on the sidelines anytime. No, but I, that makes me think about um, how each coaching realm is like different. How like the baseball managers wear their jerseys, and like we, and then like you know, hockey wears suits. Like football, they get to wear hats. Like I'd like to wear a hat and a hoodie on the sideline, but you know, apparently, that's like not allowed. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know you couldn't wear like a, a hoodie on the sideline. Uh, the Bruins are welcoming the crack into town tonight. Puck drop is at 7. And following following their Super Bowl loss, the Niners have fired defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes. That's what's trending. Here's Curtis with your weather. Thank you, Courtney. 27 degrees, sunny skies, afternoon high, around 40. Playing air guitar, and some in the Twitch chat watching the show are asking if I'm constipated. I I feel like my moves, I have moves like Jagger. (laughs) It kind of looked like you were doing the same thing Draymond Green was doing on on the the court. Yeah. It really, it really, when the screen is blocking half your body, you don't really know what the hand motions are doing. I don't want to hear about Greg's fluids or his constipation, but can we please get back to the congestion on the highways? That would be my choice. (laughs) Um, yeah, the congestion pricing on I mean, the highways. Like, it is the dumbest idea in a city renowned for them that we've ever had. Like, tell me one good thing that would come of this. Uh, well, I guess uh, the theory would be that less people would drive their car. They'd have to find another way to get into the city. MBTA. Um, oh, wait. Um, <laughs> they could take public transportation or... Not, the, not today. Uh, they can't. Uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I understand. But, but they're if, all I, like literally, people are just stranded trying to get to work right now. Uh-huh. But if you're uh, going to do something like this, and I'm whatever, wouldn't you fix the things that would be necessary for a congestion pricing when it comes to this tax for it to be in effect? In other words, wouldn't you ensure that the public transit was functional so there was an actual alternative? To those that would be having to pay an additional fee just to get to work. Yeah, I mean, my fear is that they don't really want to fix those things. They just want you to pay more to drive your gas-guzzling automobile. I think that's what they're they're trying to punish you because you are choosing to drive 
a car that runs on gas. But well, even if you uh, have an electric car, you still have to pay that tax going right. into the city. So it's like they're just trying to punish you, period. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it don't make any sense I mean, because they're already getting you anyways and, unless you're trying to find another alternate route to come in. Like Chime said, if you're coming down 93 or either way, south or north. I've, I've always thought it was unfair that those that commute from the South Shore mm-hmm. don't pay a toll like people who commute from Metro West pay a toll mm-hmm. on the turnpike. Like, I don't think I that's not fair. Or the North Shore. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people, for, if you're I taking... I sworn I paid a toll every time that I was... I mean, right Shime comes in every day. Oh, I know, does. I'm did, also, but, like, I, don't, yeah. I never know what highway I'm on. Yeah, Route so 1. So you really shouldn't be listening <laughs> that's to me. That's comforting. Right. Yeah, my mom's it. like, what highway did you take? Mm-hmm. I said, no idea. <laughs> Followed maps. Well, Route 1, over the Tobin, you could pay a toll. And Chime's right. And I Courtney guess... would literally Dwight Schrute it, where she would follow maps into the lake. No, no. No, no. Wait, I so have... you get somewhere and you have no idea what highways you actually took to get there? No clue. No, like when really? my dad's like, oh, you just take 93 to this to that. I'm like, okay. Uh, Do you not okay, know where 93 uh, is? And well, like, 93 is Zakem, right? Like 93 runs from like New Hampshire, Lowell, yeah. down yeah, yeah, that yeah. way, and then takes you down to the south. Well, I would say the south shore, but it really takes you to where? But then... Quincy. What about Route 3? Route 3 takes you to the Cape. <laughs> Root, but Route, does 93 go into Route 3? Not, There's 93. two different Route 3s. There's a Route 3 off of 95 towards Lowell, and right. there's also a Route 3 off of 93 That's towards where I get Cape. confused. Yeah. You're going to, don't ask her about 128 and 95. Yeah. You're going to throw her right. for a complete airhead loop. Yeah, huh? like, it, I, it, right now you say 95, like, couldn't even picture it in my mind. Oh, <laughs> No clue. You can't picture 95? (laughs) That's how you get to, like, Gillette. uh, Gillette and Providence. 95, you literally drive it to Florida. Yeah, that's how you get to Gillette. Yeah, it goes through Rhode Island. It goes... What did you say, 128? 128 is technically... 95, but... Also 93. Uh, yeah, yeah, also well, at part 93. Right. But when you're going 93, 93 technically stops, like Chime said, right at the... What is that? The, the Quincy, where it, it splits, and then it either goes to Route 3, okay. and then it kind of turns into yeah. 95, okay. 128. You, you can explain the rest of this to her after. Yeah. Um, no, I mean... It's, how do you live G- in, all the, in the, the city your whole life and don't know this? Because you have a Courtney. GPS. That's what we love about Courtney. Yeah, I have a GPS. And she has GPS. Yeah. But Can we have Courtney in charge of uh, rooting us around Florida? Because I think that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, that's um, different, Florida. This is Jerry from Framingham. Hi, Jerry. Hey, Greg. I'm banging my head off the dashboard listening to this conversation. And I'm reminded of that story, you know, the frog and the scorpion. Scorpion needs a ride across the pond, and the yeah. frog is, get on my back. Yeah. The scorpion says, why did you do that? Because it's my nature. Yeah. This is the problem with the people you vote for, and this doesn't. This isn't new. I'm 65. We've been voting for the same type of person the entire time. You know, the mass pike was supposed to be bought and paid for 20 years ago. Yeah, well, longer than that. Toll free. Longer than that it was supposed okay, to be. Yeah, thank you, like thank the, you for helping me make my point. Yeah. This is a. This is, uh, and they keep repeating it, and we just keep sucking it up like it's apple pudding, applesauce. This is nothing more than an attempt to get money out of your pocket into their pocket to allow them to spend it in a manner that they see fit. And they don't care who it comes from. They just want the, the, the bag, as Courtney would say. Yeah. yeah. It's all about the money. It's just, I, I mean, people, like, especially now, don't have an, an extra, you know, 30, 40 bucks to, for an additional toll to drive around Boston. Nope. 
Yeah. And they're not doing it. It's not like they're sightseers. Right. They're going to a game or they're doing it for work or they're going to somebody. A bunch of people brought up going to the hospitals. Like I, there are people who unfortunately have to drive their kids into the Dana Farber or Mass General or, you know, Brigham and Women's whatever. And they're going to charge them for the right because it's congestion pricing. And if they did a better job of saying, okay, we're charging for congestion and then you see that it's actually helping out the congestion and it's a little bit better, then maybe you go, okay, I don't mind paying that because I know it actually works, but it doesn't, you don't see, it's like when they say, okay, we're charging you excise tax for your vehicles, but you never see like, where are the nice roads? There's still potholes everywhere. <laughs> where is this money going to? Yeah. It's, I, I mean, it's bizarre. I mean, think about how much money we pay in excise tax for everything. Then you got to get, then that you think about the money that you have to pay for your vehicles to have a sticker on it every single year when you got a brand new vehicle. It's like, well, where's this money going to? I still, you know, driving through Chelsea is like driving through Beirut. You got to avoid every pothole five feet. That hasn't changed since 1985. How are they going to do it, though? Like, is it, are they going to have, so it's electronic tolling or whatever. Yeah, pay-by-plate type of thing, uh, but I, I bet. But are they going to have that on every single road that leads into the city of Boston? Well, they already have. I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of ways that it's not right. just. It's not just the pike. I right, mean, there's, but the, there's a already a, a, like, there's already. The pike a, is already, you already pay a toll. You, you already pay a toll for the 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 uh, the, the tunnels yep. and the Tobin Bridge. The only weird place you really don't pay a toll is on 93 coming into the city. But this is additional it, it, congestion pricing. That's what she is calling it. Right. Meaning that it is essentially because the roads are busy and the city is doing well. We're going to charge you more for and, use? And you're not charging people in the city because, like, say you, Courtney, or Curtis, or Greg, if you guys live in the city, you never have to really pay a toll unless you're... I pay a toll coming and going to work. How do you pay a toll? On the Mass Pike. Yeah, every day. Yeah, I do. Right, right, but if you wanted to, you could avoid the Mass Pike as being in the city, right? Yeah, if you, you live... Yeah, you could yeah. store or drive. Yeah. yeah, you could avoid it. But yeah. what I'm saying is, like, people who live in the city, you really don't have to pay those other tolls that we're talking about, Mass Pike and other things. So, like, if you live here, how are you getting charged for it? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? This is Cotto from Lemonster. What's up, Cotto? Hey, um, so at first I was going to talk about the Celtics, but yeah. I saw something online that uh, sparked me to ask, have you guys done uh, What Are We Doing with Curtis yet? Uh, we have not. Okay, well, I got a good one because out of that, uh, the Waste Management Golf Tournament. Yes. They, I saw this video of a whole bunch of Chad and Brad's fighting each other. Yes. And one dude literally got his eye ripped out yes. of his eye socket. It's horrible. Jesus. Has anybody else seen it? No. no. It's, oh, I have not seen what this. Are we oh, doing? It's, it's what are we doing? I got to Google it. It's, <gasps> don't Google it. It's horrendous. So fight at the um, uh, Waste yes. Management. Just do, I, just do I like mm-hmm. uh, eye socket waste management. What was this like uh, a like uh, somewhat like it, it like roadhouse? He like went in and like oof. ripped it out, or was it 
Like an eye gouge yes. that he just kept digging. Yeah. Like, d- it, d- Courtney, do not watch I'm not, it. You'll I'm have not. anxiety about uh, attending any kind well, of I'm, I'm going to check this ever. thing So out. the eyeball was just... Uh, just uh, it, it, I don't know if you want to know. It's no, really, I just... I'm conf- like. It's extremely disturbing. I hope the person went to jail. Uh, I would assume they did, yeah. It's I not mean, a punch in the face like your eye? Right. Yeah, I mean it's not honestly it's not and it's not a golf tournament until somebody loses an eye. But do you Literally. notice how close we are from between people just attacking one another whether it's on planes like are have we ever been at this boiling point where there's this constant simmer where we are one thing away from fighting in the streets. Yeah. Like whether like at a golf event they're ripping out eye sockets. Uh, it it's that some of them have been overserved, Curtis. I mean, they're I, taking that, something else than alcohol if yeah. they're taking out people's eyes. I mean, if something? that led to that yes. type of behavior, I would have ripped out thirty eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do about. We talked about this the other day, but I don't know what they're going to do about that event because it's it's I, I mean, am somewhat out of control. I'm guessing it is going to be you get tickets when you walk in. You get two tickets for like two drinks, like a company holiday yes. party. <laughs> I don't, that won't stop people from drinking. They'd have to ban alcohol. They're not going to the do entire, that. The amount of that. sponsors that they get that 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 pay big bucks to be at the waste management, like yeah. it's going to have to be a you know you get capped at a certain amount of drinks you have. Hmm. That's what they're going to do. I just think it's so funny that the the government after you do a read for. A, fa- a gambling website, you have like a 30-second read on all the things you have to tell people about, but we have an ad that says, please day drink responsibly. <laughs> like, one of them leads to eye sockets being pulled out. The other's like 50 bucks on the Patriots. And yet somehow our society thinks it's more dangerous to place a bet than to drink a beer. It is so absurd how we have gotten into yeah. this position. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're right. Like the the gambling ads, half of them is the stipulations and the cautions and the number to call. With get with booze, it's like start drinking early and uh, be careful. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, and when it's raining, it gets very muddy. So when trying to navigate uh, a slope headed toward the 16th green. After several drinks, please be careful because you may end up in a fight. It's pretty impressive how some of those guys were able to, in a full backbend, continue to walk (laughs) from one hole to another. Like the lean was, yeah, the lean was crazy. When it was that, that's how it was last year when I went to the PGA Championship out in New York. Like it was just, it was a swamp, and it's just mud and muddy hills everywhere. But but going to, it's it's not the same. Like it that like. It's not the same at those events. Like, you oh go- no, no, no! The waste management is a whole different. Area. I'm just explaining, like the muddy part, like the the walking around and stuff and slipping yeah. and sliding. Even if you're sober, it's difficult. Well, I mean, we went to the open at the country club, and there's not a lot of out of. I don't think there. I don't think there was anybody who was out of control, like dismantled. No, uh, Reiner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even they have the official drink of the country club. What is it, Courtney? Uh, the, Poor people's tears. Uh, the Green Bay Smash. Uh, no, uh, the um, the, like the Fernando. Version. What is it? Fernando. The Fernando. Oh, that is such yes. a country club name. Well, no, it was Lady named Gaga after song? a bartender that's yeah. been there for a really long time. For Isn't her. the waste management just every other sport? The crowd. I, I mean, you're. Th- I mean, and it's certainly. I mean, football, same basketball, is, same baseball. Is, same thing has happened this past season. Way more in the NFL than mm-hmm. it happened. Curtis is kind of right. 
Like it's it's it happens on airplanes, mm-hmm. and it, it's happened way more. I mean, listen. Unfortunately, a guy passed away at yeah. a Patriots game. Mm-hmm. I feel like as, every night know, at a Dodgers a, a, game, there's after, a fight after a fight. Yeah, I feel like um, that's what you know. You you go, you you have drinks and you go to another person's stadium wearing your the other person's shirt. It it gets it gets crazy. Some of these things. I remember. My, uh, a couple of my buddies were telling me when they went to the AFC Championship game in Pittsburgh, there was almost a, you know, they literally almost had to fight the whole section of the stadium there because, you know, they're Patriots fans in Pittsburgh. You see it at every game. It's just people, people are reckless. Yeah, but Does we it? live in a society with rules, with laws, and there was a period of time where a majority of the population followed those rules and when? laws. Ever since people were locked in their house for two years, people came out and don't give an F. We just had... That is the issue. Courtney, we yes. just had a guy on the phone who went into the stands and beat up another guy. This has been going on. Like the, I think the... I think a lot of it is you've been living in a bubble for so long. I haven't been living in a bubble. And I now think- it's like, where's all this long? This stuff has been going on forever. We had the the malice in the palace. Like, when you start to put alcohol together, you went out to, where was you? Where were you at in Vermont? Stratton. Had a little alcohol. The bouncer calls you a, a horrible name. Yep. I'll be true. back this weekend. <laughs> next thing you know. Santo right. had his eye in his hand. Right. Next thing you know, Santo's picking his eye up from the floor. The bouncer's picking... Like that's just the that's what happens when you give people alcohol and then they get around people that they might not like what they're doing or saying or whatever it is. It's just people like that. Mm-hmm. Always, always walk yeah. away. And Game Dog eight eight eight, I love you, but y'all need to stop blaming everything on the pandemic. Lazy excuses. I'm not blaming it all on the pandemic. I'm just saying I have seen a shift personally in our uh, society pre and post. Before being locked down and after being locked down, people are losing their minds. I don't think it's even debatable. Like, we are as far gone as we've ever been. I think what the pandemic did, here's where I think what the pandemic changed. I think social media... It slowed the spread. It it did slow the spread. 15 days. Yes. But I think social media is the reason why it's so crazy. I think what the pandemic did was made people, like torn one side or the other because whether you're a mass person and then they could go to social media so now what ends up happening is everybody's reckless out there because of social media and everybody's in everybody's business yeah. you're a mass person if you don't have your mask on what's the first person somebody's saying on a plane hey buddy put your mask on you trying to kill me over here but that's the point wiggy is that before the pandemic there were still some things that we didn't comment on like what other people chose to do for their own person or health and well-being i think it elevated yeah yeah, after the pandemic i think people now judge others in a way that was sort of socially frowned upon prior which is now acceptable which leads people to losing their ever like the politics the 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 split on where you stood with politics is amazing after the pandemic we have to take a break Uh You know I don't like to do it, but we have to. Your show, bro. We have to pay the bills. Your show, dog. Gresham, Gresham Foyer coming up at 10. At 11, they will talk with the director of The Dynasty on Apple+. Plus. All right. down your face. Reach down. at your chin. Lick my fingertips. We were, we were just waiting. 
flies by. I can't believe we're running out of time. Gresham Foyer coming up at 10, and they will speak with the director of The Dynasty, which is coming tomorrow. First mm. two episodes, anyway, on Apple+. Plus. I feel like I just feel like I know so much having watched the whole thing, and mm-hmm. I can't wait. I can't wait to talk about it with you. It's like, um, it's like I am John McClane. Oh, okay. And I have the detonators. The detonators. And, and Hans Gruber wants the detonators, mm. and I can't give anybody right. the detonators yet. Because yeah, how is he supposed to blow up the building? I'm, which I, you know detonator. what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm in possession of the detonators. Great Christmas I, I, movie. Yeah, a little too topical as well. You That's really... a piece, Alan Rickman. <laughs> Jesus. Well, Anything I, MacGyver you want to bring arguably up? Arguably the, I, I mean, we don't have time, but yeah. arguably the greatest film villain of all time. Shine. Hans Gruber? Yes. He was a good one. Yes. He was up, I mean, he was really good. Uh, who, who's better? Joker. Would, the yeah. Joker. Heath Ledger Joker. Yeah, Joker. Uh, it's been well documented that uh, Thanos was several better. of the different Jokers, Jack Nicholson is my favorite. Nope. Uh, Heath Ledger. Yeah, but I think you, like Greg's more in the world of not like superhero villains, but like real world type of right. villains. Right. Like, you right. know, when you start to watch some of those movies, um, uh, who was the, the dude in uh, Passenger 57 with Wes, Wesley, Wesley Snipes? I feel like that. there's a guy, I feel like he pl- always plays the same villain yeah. in the, in yeah. those movies. But I see what you're same saying. Guy Darth was Vader. The, uh, Curtis brought up Air Force One yeah. uh, earlier. Same guy was the villain in that. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely like think that you're like, he was a good one uh, from, from uh, Die Hard. Speaking yeah. of villains, why does Echelon still have that massive wall built, given the fact that the storm is now three days <laughs> that, old? That was never, they never uh, deployed okay. the aqua fence, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love the, the aqua, name, the aqua fence. Thankfully, yeah. thankful, thankfully, the aqua fence was not deployed. I feel like that something would be in the movie Aquaman. Went, Get yeah, the aqua yeah, fence now. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, um, I texter wants to know, Wiggy, if you think Bill Belichick might be interested in being the defensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers. I don't think he's going to be interested in that particular position. What is going to happen with Bill? What do you mean? Like, he's just going to fade away? We, the... Do you think he's going to coach next year or is it? Nope. No. Uh, uh, wow. So he just fades away. I mean, I don't know. Do you, I, do you think he's going to coach next year? Oh, man. Of course he will. What's he going to do? He's going to do TV. He's not doing TV. To quote the great Avicii, he will simply fade into darkness. He's not doing like TV. What's he doing on television? Popping in once every blue moon? He loves the history of the game. He's going to bring history to your TV station. Where are you putting that on, though? I'm anywhere. You you think fans want that? Could you imagine if Belichick got a podcast? (laughs) He's not doing it. He is. I can't wait. The the piling on. Mm Mm-hmm. The, the piling on in the dynasty is it's unprecedented it's like right I, it, 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 he's he's he he will recover but. And, but is this something that we've never seen ever in history that arguably the greatest coach in a sport in football just disappears because if he doesn't do TV he's not doing like Bill Parcells did front office does uh um, Phil Jackson, he coached again and did front office stuff. Bill, 
Jimmy Johnson did television, Bill just disappears? He should do a pay-per-view where he answers the Malcolm Butler question. We can start up a Patreon. <laughs> I mean... That'd be pretty good. I mean, a right? lot. Of, he'd make a lot of money. He wouldn't make a lot of money. I don't think he'll ever answer that question. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to go. I can tell by the music. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching this show on Twitch and on YouTube. Thanks for streaming it at weei.com. Thanks for listening on the Odyssey app. And tomorrow, Wick Grossbeck, the owner of the Boston Celtics, on this show at 820. Gresh and Foyer are next. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.